If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blubbity Blah. The Blubbity Blah. Sending out good vibes. Blubbity Blah. Good vibes. Blubbity Blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. Her 16-year-old daughter is vaccine injured, and for the ten, ten for the last ten months, she's been taking her daughter to you know the children's hospital and uh, has been MRI'd and ultrasound and with no uh, answers and actually no formal diagnosis. Okay, guys, welcome back to the America Show. We are going to be chatting with Svetlana from uh, Ezra Wellness a little bit later. Uh, nice chat about new Ezra Wellness clinics and what you can do there. Just uh, sort of a workaround of the Canadian healthcare system. And of course, uh, before that, we got the interprovincialary traveler Graham Dunlop back from his uh, road tripping all over. Well, I guess the trip Western to BC. Canada, the, B- the trip to BC ain't bad. The trip to Saskatchewan's got to be, got to be. Uh, you know, it's just flat. Yeah, yeah. There's the right. drum heller coolie, and that's like the only thing. That's okay if you don't have four cats crying in the car and that's, shitting all makes over. It, yeah, let's, let's not get into it. Anyways, this was a great chat because uh, was Lander that on Catterday Studio? No, it was on Friday, right? Yeah. Too bad it wasn't Catterday. You could have taken some pictures. It's funny, uh, someone else was, was t- had some trouble with their dog that, like, uh, shit in the kennel, then ate it, and that was puke and shit. Oh. And that's just like, ah, must be a thing, something in the air. <laughs> Puking and shit. Spring is here. Well, we tried to give Zeus some, something to, for traveling, like some uh, gabapentine or something like that. So maybe it didn't go very well with him or something. Cause, or we didn't do it early enough because, you know, it was right at the beginning of our trip. He was letting it out of both ends. Clearly something went wrong. Zeus is okay now, though? He seems okay, yeah. yeah. All the cats are back at Casa Dunlop. Yep. Do you plan to keep them there moving forward? Or? Yep. Moving cats is never fun. I hadn't seen them for about six weeks, so it's pretty weird, actually. You were probably different. adjusting nicely to a, a, a life without pets without having to worry about anything. Like, there's no litter box to change. There's no, nothing to feed. There's nothing to even fucking think about. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to do before Zeus came along, and then I got Zeus, so. Every once in a while, I'll, like, get the harebrained scheme of maybe getting a dog, and then I'm just like, what am I thinking? That's crazy. That's just like every day. That's an Oh, my, my sister's got a new dog sort of a few months now, and it's like a kid. It's having a kid. I mean, it's unbelievably high maintenance. It's unbelievable compared to cats. It's just an, it's a, it's starting to bark now and bite a little bit. And oh my God, it's the cutest little dog, but it is, it is just. Oh, it's got to be walked and you can't, like, oh. you can't leave the house for even a day. Like I can just no. leave and not come home for a day or two. And my cats don't even notice. But a dog's gonna fucking shit all over the place. So 
Yeah. And even when I travel, it's just easy to have someone come here every two days, check on the cats, feed them. Even the chickens are low maintenance. They need some feed every few and days the rabbits? and some water. Yeah, I hope the rabbits die soon. I'm sick of this soon. <laughs> but anyway. Don't tell him I said that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what do you got? You're back. Still not in the studio, but you're back. Yeah, I'm back. But I mean, Svetlana was in studio. That was nice. It's funny. I got the ping pong table. You talk shit and then never come to the studio again. I know. Because you might have to play ping pong. I'll come there this Wednesday. We got a great uh, night coming up this Wednesday. I'll come there this Wednesday. We can put your money where your mouth is when it comes to table tennis. I got got some synchronicities, and I got got some feedback from our last intro, which I was a little uncomfortable getting into, like, inflation and gas prices and stuff. So I got I could read those couple emails, or I got some quotes. Let's start with this one. Get out a pen and paper and write this down. Or a pencil. Why don't you send some physical mail to the Grimerica Show? At P.O. Box 16033. Next line. Uh-huh. 100-815, comma, 17th Avenue, SW. Next line. Uh-huh. Calgary, Alberta. Next line. Uh-huh. Canada. Next line, T2T space. Before you jump into that, um, let's just mention quickly, we do a little ramble here at the beginning of these episodes. So Svetlana, there'll be a timestamp to where our interview with her starts and we get into some listener emails and some stuff delivered and we talk about other stuff. Sort of some lazy ramblings in the intro here before the interview, just for any new listeners. Okay, are you done? Physical. Uh, You should have come over for the hot dog roast the other day. It's supposed to be plus 20 on Wednesday. Oh, wow. Nice. Maybe we should barbecue. It's tough, though. There's not much time. I hope it's plus 20 on the weekend, too. It's the first day of the year. So we got our, uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's monthly or quarterly or how it works. And we always forget to mention this. So, uh, <clears throat> but shout out to the Observer. I think that's the Observer Magazine at Substack.com. If you want to check out their Substack, uh, I don't know if they have a website or not, but they always mail us these things every month or two, or maybe it's three if it's quarterly. We get these a little mini magazine, uh, 12 pages or so, 15 pages with a bunch of different stories in it, like on this. So I'll just read the headlines of the stories quick in this week's episode. We got Writing Off Saucers. Uh, book review, Illuminati saucers, Pulp Wars, sci-fi versus flying saucers, Dr. Sprinkle, UFO optimist, and what is the psychosphere? So they'll, oftentimes they'll have like a theme to them like that, and this this month's theme is their quarter or whatever it is, theme is saucer. We're going to try and have them on the show. But uh, I figured I'd just jump into this one quick to this page that has uh, sightings of the magic number. So, of course, the magic number is 33. Which, uh, I don't know why, maybe it's some sort of representation of sacred geometry in uh, in our space-time. I think it's more of an old secret society number that is a bunch of uh, relevance. Yeah, there's like some weird 33 shit in the human body and stuff too, that's, I think. Yeah, right? it's so yeah. like vertebrae. That's, that's all bullshit. 
I mean, that's where it comes down again. I've never actually hacked someone up and counted their vertebrae. Oh, I'm sure that's, that's easy a good thing to about fact check. The, the post-apocalyptic stuff. We'll be able to start, like, after we butcher people, we can check their bodies. Because um, I really feel like it's going to go back to, to uh, like, um, oh, you know, some sort of cross between Hunger Games and Game of Thrones, but with more <laughs> guns <laughs> and probably bigger uh, clans. Anyway, we got the magic number here, so we'll just go from the top. In uh, Danish study finds Omicron subvariant is 33% more infectious. U.S. schools delay opening as Omicron rages. New York City hits 33% positivity rate. <clears throat> Insider, United CEO said nearly 33% of Newark staff called out sick in one day. USA Today, Biden's approval rating drops to low of 33% on concerns of his handling of COVID economy. To the Tennessean, at least one in 33 Nashvillians has COVID-19. City officials say, please get your booster. New York Post, Canada secretly tracked 33 million phones during COVID-19 lockdown. Routers, Indonesia releases 33 sea turtles after, recu- after rescue from poachers. Reuters? Reuters. Routers? Reuters? It's not routers? I always saw those routers. See, here's the thing, though. How do I trust you when you tell me how to pronounce something? <laughs> you got Auri wrong. A router is, is like mean, to, to My pronunciations wood. could go all Auri on me. <laughs> uh, the Motley Fool. Why Moderna Stick lost Moderna Stock? Lost 33% in January. Uh, Washington Post. John Paul I was Pope for just 33 days. The story of his death is still evolving. Meta, the insider. Meta signs huge lease, allowing it to snap up 33 floors of Austin's soon-to-be largest skyscraper. 33 days without rain. What does this mean for California's drought? Uh, Amazon end the year with $33 billion of profit. 33% of Americans exposed to health-threatening weed killer, new study says. Associated Press, commerce departments add 33 Chinese companies to red flag list. The street, Omicron pain, 33% of small businesses see sales drop. 33% of pilots are still grounded due to COVID-19. Memphis man charged with 33 counts of attempted murder. A rare encounter with the elusive giant phantom jellyfish captures its 33-foot billowing whims. So what's, so what's your theory on that? I don't have a theory. There's still a bunch more? No, that's it. So here's the, here's the big question, and we've asked our guests that are sort of more experts in this phenomenon. Is that a signal? Is that like a secret society slash elite slash new world order signal to each other? 33 or is it a vibratory thing like is it a, there's a, is there an actual power in the number and i i think it's it's similar to like how they you can tell the pronunciation of kiev just changed from kiev to kiev and you can see people purposely they just change the spelling it seems like was you like can hear k-y-i-v you can hear people purposely changing their pronunciation on the news. They they say by mistake they say Kiev and then they change it to Kiev. So Kiev is the is the the signal 
of those that are in the know on what's going on with Kiev. It's like the the whole Western side of media civilization says now Kiev. You can if you say Kiev, then you're on the other side. Well, they're just retards. Anyways, that's that's what I think thirty three is in this case. It's so what, what do you think? To, how does a thirty three foot billowing jellyfish tentacle fit into your ski? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a signal. It's fake jellyfish. Somebody, real it's jellyfish. A it's a real jellyfish. Cats of jellyfish. It means it's real. Well, or it could just know. be do like a, the universe is a mysterious place. Uh, you know, Fibonacci sequence, everything else. It could just be random number theory. Yeah, no, thirty. Not with thirty-three, it's not. But no, not no. with thirty-three. There's too many. There's too many. It's it's crazy. So you think the thirty-three vertebrae is a conspiracy too? No, 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 no. That's part of why this is an important number. <sighs> that's part of it. That's part of the conspiracy. What about thirty-three percent just being one third? Yeah, nope. Doesn't mean so anything. So they asked three people and two said yes, one said yes. Doesn't mean anything. Well, I do. I am interested to know how the uh, jellyfish tentacle fits in. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, see, me to me, the 33 thing transcends uh, human con- intention, human controllable things too much. Yeah, that could, yeah, it could be. But that's why the to me, it could be more like the supernatural dipping into. It's like the ghost in the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Unless I'm talking out my ass and there is no, but I thought there was a bunch of 33 shit that had. No, no, there is. There is. That's why it's a sacred number. I mean, one of the reasons why it's a sacred number. Now we should do a show on it. We have. (laughs) Another one. (laughs) We should do another show on it. (laughs) All right. What do you got? Well, I got a synchro from, uh, I mean, we could do that or we could do the, you know, the gas, the emails in response to our gas price conversation. Where do you want to go? Let's go with, you know, um, all right, we're going to go with this one. I want a good score from a synchronicity. Graham reads it out, then Daryl might give it to me. Hey, don't you please read it low? Yeah, yeah. I miss that guy that made that jingle for us. If he's listening, please get in touch. What was this show called again? Reflective Air? Oh, yeah, good. Wow, that's very good, Darren. I wouldn't remember that. You don't smoke enough weed. We haven't heard that jingle in a while. That was a good one. So this is uh, this came with a movie and everything, and uh, it's pretty crazy actually. So uh, get ready with your rating rating uh, system on this one. So Graham and Darren, I'm glad that I didn't immediately write you after I experienced a series of synchronicities one day a few weeks ago, since related synchros continued to unfold in the ensuing weeks. In the midst of them, however, I knew I needed to write you to share them since the Grimerica podcast starts to favor in. It began Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. That was the day I was determined was best for me to turn in my four weeks notice of resignation. For their past nearly 10 years, I've worked at a hospice spiritual care counselor, so like a chaplain, 
The particular hospice outfit is associated with the large hospital system in my region located in the southern, the southeast U.S. For many years now, I've been greatly conflicted about participating in the conventional health care. Oh, this is such an appropriate topic for tonight's episode, too. He says he's been greatly conflicted about participating in the conventional healthcare system. As a hospice worker, I've borne witness to much disgraceful stuff. That being said, I've also witnessed many beautiful things working in the end of life care. The time has finally come for me to get out, though. That Tuesday, I had to travel to one of my different offices to turn in my letter to the patient care manager. After doing so, I drove to another town. We cover this large region, and I got a bite to eat before. Uh, for lunch before going to the hospital where I was going to make a couple inpatient visits. That particular day, I had the thought, I haven't listened to Grimerica in a while. I wonder what they've been talking about. I downloaded a couple episodes, including the interview on exotheology with Joel Parkin. It was during the drive that that episode began to play. By the time I arrived to the hospital, your introduction was over, and I shut the car off before the interview kicked in. Here's where the synchros get wild. I was able to quit my job because my best friend was able to offer me the opportunity to work with him on his small commercial farm and bakery. Besides being the primary baker, I'll be getting into pretty much all the things you might imagine doing on a small farm that includes livestock and chickens, produce, etc., I quit my job that day working for a hospital slash health care system. And as I'm pulling into the hospital parking lot, I see a brown hen trotting around the garage. A hen in the hospital parking garage in the small city. I'll take that as a confirmation sign. It doesn't end. I go in and make my visits. And during one of the visits, I'm talking with the sister of an elderly patient. The conversation is with free-flowing. After the conversation has been going on for about 45 minutes, this lady asks me what I think about aliens and UFOs. Apparently, she'd be watching the History Channel a lot in the past couple of years. It's not like that topic has never come up over the past decade, but I can't remember specifically when it has. And this is also a woman who's been talking about her Christian faith with me. Fast forward to when I get back in my car and press play on the Parkin episode. The topic, Christianity and aliens and UFOs. A quick rewind to before I got back into my car. As I was entering the parking garage, I noticed a rustling sound in the garbage can. I look in there, and there's the hen. She ended up flying out. I've attached a video I captured of this. So this is it, and I watched the video. It's like an empty garbage can. I think there's one thing in it, but it's a clean, a clear plastic bag, and there's a hen at the bottom of the garbage, and it flies out. What kind? Uh, Brown. A Loman. I seen a this couple of hands on my detail. way home from work the other day. I must oh. have got out of the coop. You had you saw a hand on the way home from work? Three hands. Really? Yeah. What are the chances of that? Have you ever seen those before? Well, I think the chickens just got Buddy's chickens got out. I mean, I see yeah, chickens every day, so. Yeah, but your own chickens, not like random chickens in the neighborhood. That's weird. Well, no, not really. I take that back Paradise Roadway, and so it's all like uh, farmy, farmy on the one side, yeah. So he says uh, this is an important detail. And it wasn't I had to go today. Back to... It wasn't today. I mean, we can't just start. Taking well, maybe it was last the day that he wrote hands. this. Maybe it was the day he wrote this email to me. What day? 
Um, where does it say that? I knew today at eleven oh eight. I fuck. I don't know. No, it wasn't today at eleven oh eight. No, I can't find. I can't find. Uh, I can't find the date of it. That's weird. I have Email to look. is complicated. Should I look? No, it could, it could really increase the. It's not gonna. Okay, hang on a sec. Let me just check quickly. The longer you make me wait, to make the score lower. <laughs> uh, it was on uh, March fifteenth. Uh, that was a long time ago. Now it wasn't that. No, day. it was five. It was five days ago. Yeah, this is more like two days ago. We got another one with him on March eighteenth, two days ago. Was that about the chickens? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, so it's like just anywhere in that thread if there's any chickens. I had I fed some chickens today. I mean, what are the chances? <laughs> I think it was Friday I seen the chickens. It was either St. Patrick's Day or Friday. Okay, well, I'm just thinking, you know, just got to be careful about these compound synchronicities. They get pretty crazy. Okay, where am I at now? Let me find my place here again. So I had to go back to the hospital the next two days for other visits. On the 23rd, I literally saw the chicken cross the road on the crosswalk. On the 24th, I didn't see the chicken, but as I was leaving, I looked in the garage. No, no I looked in the garbage. I looked in the garbage can just to see if she was in there. <laughs> Instead of the hen, I found an egg that she laid. I buried it in my backyard after consulting with one of the few people I know in my town that is even aware of podcasts like yours and the higher side chats. So I've begun the end of my 10 year career as a medical chaplain with plans to go to work on a small farm, see a chicken running around in a hospital parking lot and the hen leaves an egg. It's no wonder that the theme of death and rebirth has been all over the place for me in the months leading up to this. I never imagined the symbolism would get so literal I'll also mention now that things lined up for February 22nd to end up being the day that I released the first video of my debut audiovisual album. I didn't intend to make the release that day, but I was resigning from my job, but it worked out that way. Fast forward a couple of weeks after that, and I was at again at the same hospital. As my visit was wrapping up, I could hear a familiar voice in a physician of who, used to work, who used to be associated with our hospice team. When I step out of the hallway, I had a chat with him a bit, mentioning my last day was in a couple of weeks. Over the years, I learned that he was into comedy and music, so I shared with him that I was about to release an experimental ambient audiovisual album. I didn't realize that ambient music was one of his primary musical focuses, so I sent him the then private link. And it turns out that he also so happens to be a host of a podcast about hospice care. I'll be doing a short interview next week as a former hospice chaplain who makes ambient music. This is a bit of a capstone sink for me as over the past number of years, as I've been driving from patient to patient to hospital to patient over my large coverage area, I've listened to many, many podcasts, including obviously yours. As I'm leaving this job that's afforded me that opportunity, I just, I get asked for the first time to be a guest on a podcast. So he says, please feel free if you'd like to watch, listen to the album and it's on Spotify. I just knew I needed to share this stack of synchronicities with you, especially with the way you directed 
directly factored into them. Keep up the good work. I'll be making a contribution today as well. Thanks and blessings, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. 7.92. Uh, 7.92. I would have given him an 8 if he would have ate the egg. Yeah, I didn't know what... Uh, what Hard to eat an egg you find in a garbage can. I get it. I get it. I don't think I could do it. But if he would have said he ate the egg, he would have got pushed up over 8. Of course, that included an extra point four two including the show right on i think he beats uh was it svetlana that you gave a seven to on the show maybe yeah maybe so yeah. oh, i would have technically been a 7.5 but he got the bonus points nice if he would have supported hey could have been well, he, said, he said he was going on but well, he's saying you, you can't buy, you know, you can't buy your way up to a 9.9 single you donation. You, I mean, you can't, and you, you can't, you definitely can't do it like on, on credit. You can't do it on credit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe the sky's the limit. You send us a thousand bucks, you probably get a 10. Eh, maybe 10. I don't know. I don't know. My, my morals get, uh, the more zeros after the donation, the more loose my morals get. So. It's tough to say. All right, what you got next? If you give us a three-figure donation, you get like, you know, up in the eights and nines in your little synchro. I got uh, some feedback about the gas prices. Let's talk about that. Oh, and right, I got a quote as well. All right. Can I play a jingle? Sure. I got one. I got one. I got one. That was a weird one. I hear it. Yeah, I can't. I can't hear it. So you just can't tell hear me it? when I should. No, just tell me when I should go. You can't hear the jingles. Any of them? No. Well, a little bit. It comes in and out a little bit. I heard it pop in there for a sec, but. There we go. That's, that's this is from a friend of the podcast in the UK, Stephen Fair. Well, I don't know if I should say his whole name. Uh, I'll leave it at Steve. Um, he's been emailing me about other things. Hi, Graham. Had to laugh, cry. Kind of other your... things. What? What kind of other things? How about John Lamb Lash and stuff? You know, my last name used to be Lamb. Did it? And at that time, my stepdad's name was John, so his name was John Lamb. <laughs> Just saying. At that time, at that time, what? You're, you're, who was John? That was uh, the the guy's name. That was my stepdad. Oh, you're still. Oh my God! Wow. Hmm. Anyway, continue. I mean, what if it's him? I don't know. What no, you would have known. I would have known. He's kind of a dick. From what I can remember. All right, had to laugh, cry at your discussion with Darren about gas prices. UK gas, petrol, is currently $2.72 per liter when converted into Canadian dollars. That's uh, 1.63 British pounds. Diesel is up nearly two pounds and is forecast to hit three pounds. What would $5 Canadian per liter sound like? I can almost hear Darren swearing, mother... 
Well, I don't think it'll hit $5 a liter. The great reset and financial inflation of prices of food and fuel is manufactured. I now see how the second stage of their agenda is to be managed. I'm waiting on the fence about all conspiracy theories about Ukraine. But as always, I will look at it. Look at all seemingly far out possibilities and claims, then decide for myself on what truth is. Here's an angle that caught my attention. And he links to a, uh, an article from Daily Expose UK, the Hollywood movie set we know as Ukraine. Fake rain, one man's trip to the Hollywood movie set we know as Ukraine. Of course, both sides stage propaganda. But the idea that the whole visual situation is one big setup is a hard pill to swallow. Perhaps you've had this excellent UK column reporter on Grimerica. UK column are an excellent independent source of news analysis. And he sends me a link to the podcast. And it's Alex Thompson, who uh, we actually talked about with uh, on Grimerica Outlawed with Richard Grove. Because he was on, Alex Thompson was on with uh, Matt Errett on the German, uh, the German guy, that whole taking everybody to court, that whole uh, Nuremberg 2.0 thing. Word. So there you have it. I got the next one here. Did I, did I close it off by mistake? Oh, no. Hello, Grimerica boys, as Randall would say. My name is Brian, and I'm from Spokane, Washington. Anyway, I was listening to your most recent show, and you guys brought up the gas prices in Canada. Now, where I live, gas has just gone up to four and a half U.S. dollars. But in places like California, it's gone up to six or seven dollars a gallon. Now, back in 2019, when Trump was still in office, a bull fuckery gas prices where I live had gone under $2 for the first time in probably 10 years. And now not even three years later, it's trending toward $5. I just wish everyone would get their heads out of their ass and realize that the whole world is interconnected and we can't blame any single nation or person for any problem in the world. Now I want to keep this short and sweet. So I'll end with one last quip back in 2019. I was talking with a friend at work about the world supply system and how it would all it would take to collapse the world economy and supply system was one war with submarine raiding. And now look at COVID and how the very thing I talked about was ha has happened. Isn't the world crazy? Anyway, stay safe, you guys, and keep good thoughts. Oh, and keep trying to bring the world together because divided we fall, but together we stand. Like a tripod. Bitches. Speaking go. of tripods, uh, we can't do this without our supporters. It's Graham and me, and uh, the supporters are the third leg of the tripod. If you want to, you know, be part of that tripod, add to the tripod, grammarica.ca slash support. Some people do fall under the illusion that it is a free podcast just because it's out there for free and you can listen to all the episodes for free. But technically, it's a value for value podcast. So if you are getting some value from our little podcast here and you're thinking uh, you'd like to take it to the next level, and be a part of the tripod, head over to grimerica.ca slash support today. Sign up for a monthly or make a one-time donation or whatever you have to do to clear that karma. grimerica.ca slash support, one-time donation. Monthlies are better. 
Uh, you can also donate us some Bitcoin. I don't know if that link on the website is finicky, but if you just get a hold of us, we can give you our direct number. I'll, maybe I'll just change the website to the direct wallet. Now that we have like wallets and stuff, we could just throw that up there. I don't think we can get scammed like that. Uh, adultbrain.ca if you want to get in on all these audiobooks. I think we've got over 50 audiobooks out now over at adultbrain.ca. Jump onto that. Grab some books, maybe if you're Audible credits, or you can try one out for free if you don't have one yet. Um, yeah, support the show. We can't do it without you. How do they get a free book? There's no free books. You said you can try one out for free? Oh, if you haven't signed up for Audible yet, if you're not an Audible thing, I think they'll give you a free month that comes with oh, a free yeah, book. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. More of an Audible thing than, than us. And then uh, while I'm yapping away, I should mention that I was talking to our good buddy Greg over at the Higher Side Chats podcast, and he said that if anyone wants to use com to make Grimerica events, uh, he would love uh, he'd love to see our fans do that if that's something they're interested in. So if that's something you guys want to do, if you want to make try and make some Grimerica meetups around, I know some people have tried to do that in the chats before, but now Greg has, I think it's basically the same as the No Agenda one, and he's basically said, uh, messaged and said, have at or use it for your guys' stuff as well. It's not something we're looking to do or have plans to do anytime soon, so if that's something you guys want to do, feel free to do that. I mean, maybe you can even do some combo ones or, you know, there's there's a ton of overlap in the audience. So yeah, I'll, put a, I'll put a note on the show notes. Yeah, maybe make yeah. it part of the permanent notes. Okay. Yeah. All right, what else you got? Uh, well, I got... Um, what are you I want to talk for? about Svetlana and the El- Ezra Manifesto. I can read that. I mean, I had some sort of controversial quotes. If you want to skip that, we can, we'll can save it for next week, or we can talk about it now. What are you going to do for D... What are you going to be for D&D this week? I, I'm, I'm not going to be anything. I'm running it. You don't get to play? No. They play. They play? That's too bad. Well, I mean, you do owe us a quote. It is the quote of the week. You know? Okay, ready? Okay, th- since this is going to be a controversial episode anyways with Svetlana and this parallel health system, which is kind of going against like going against the, the current world order, uh, we might as well just keep it going here. Ready for this? The liberal idea has become obsolete. It has come into conflict with the interests over the, the overwhelming majority of the population. I'm not trying to insult anyone because we have been condemned for alleged homophobia as it is. But we have no problems with LGBT persons. God forbid, let them live as they wish. But some things do appear excessive to us. They claim now that children can play five or six gender roles. I cannot even say exactly what genders these are. I have no notion. Let everyone be happy. We have no problem with that. But this must not be allowed to overshadow the culture, traditions, and traditional family values of millions of people making up the core population. Deep inside, there must be some fundamental human rules and moral values. In this sense, traditional values are more stable and more important for millions of people than this liberal idea, which, in my opinion, is really ceasing to exist. So let's leave that one there for now. 
I'm going to go further down in this amazing sub stack. This doesn't here. seem like a quote. What? This doesn't seem like a quote. That was a quote, yeah. Was it? Was yeah. it just like a paragraph out of something? Uh, like... No, it's a quote from somebody. He's quoting from somebody. So this is uh, this is one of the authors that we have. Uh, 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 actually, I'm, I'm not going to. Fuck, I shouldn't have even said that. Here, you might see if you can get this. I think the subject which will be of most importance politically is mass psychology. Mass psychology is, scientifically speaking, not a very advanced study. And so far, its professors have not been in universities. They have been advertisers, politicians, and above all, dictators. This study is immensely useful to practical men, whether they wish to become rich or to acquire the government. Its importance has been enormously increased by the growth of modern methods of propaganda. Of these, the most influential is what is called education. Religion plays a part, though a diminishing one. The press, the cinema, and the radio play an increasing part. The subject will make great strides when it is taken up by scientists under a scientific dictatorship. The social psychologists of the future will have a number of classes of school children on whom they will try different methods of producing an unshakable conviction that snow is black. Various results will soon be arrived at. First, that the influence of home is obstructive. Second, that not much can be done unless indoctrination begins before the age of 10. Third, that verses set to music and repeatedly intoned are very effective. Fourth, that the opinion that snow is white must be held to show a morbid taste for eccentricity. But I anticipate it is for future scientists to make these maxims precise and discover exactly how much it costs per head to make children believe that snow is black and how much less it would cost to make them believe it's dark gray. Although this science will be diligently studied, it will be rigidly confined to the governing class. The populace will not be allowed to know how its convictions were generated. When the technique has been perfected, every government that has been in charge of education for a generation will be able to control its subjects securely without the need of armies or policemen. I wonder how much you can get away with before it's copyright. <laughs> <laughs> That's from I, 1952. 1952? That one. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I don't know who it is. That's from one of the guys we have a book out of, actually, and another book coming from him. Dave not McGowan. that we agree, not with, that we agree with his philosophy, political or otherwise, but Ooh. that doesn't mean that we can't do a book with somebody we don't agree with. Close Schwab? No. <laughs> Predecessor to Klaus. You know him. You 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 know him. You we've done. I hated the book. Remember, I hated the the last third of the book I read of his. I don't know how that could be. Nineteen fifty two. I know Bertrand Russell. Mysticism and logic. Well, no, this is just from him. This is uh, this is from an uh, a book called The Impact of Science on Society. Where do you read the problems <laughs> of uh, industrial? Industrial civilization, yeah, yeah, that's coming, yeah. Eventually. Hmm. What else you got? That's it. Yeah. Well, the oh, other you got to do the, the other one was uh, Putin. 
Putin. Putin. Yeah, he was the first one. First time. Putin macaroni. You got a bile? Yeah, well, uh, so Svetlana was, um, she lost, she's basically lost everything through COVID, you know, fighting back against this, not wanting to follow through the mandates. She lost her husband, who's a doctor, her kids, her job as a nurse, a registered nurse. Um, she started up Ezra Wellness. I'm going to read the manifesto here. Um, what a, you know, this is sort of, uh, well, this explains it really. Ezra Wellness was established in September 2021 in response to the ongoing long-term erosion of the integrity of the government's healthcare system. And ultimately, in response to the coercive vaccine mandates imposed on healthcare professionals, Ezra Wellness will restore non-discretionary universal access to healthcare services for Canadians and beyond. We imagine the transformation from an institutionalized profit-motivated system of sick care to one focused on participants' health and wellness over profit. From the ancient practices of herbalism, acupuncture, and Reiki to the most advanced ideas around quantum healing, light spectrum, and frequency therapy, this new approach will embrace a holistic, multidisciplinary wellness advocate and participant-focused approach incorporating conventional medicine along with a blend of modalities within the field of natural plant-based health. Our mission is to empower people to take back their authority over their health and wellness by providing education tools and modalities to live their best life. Our vision at Ezra will lead a wellness revolution of mind, body, spirit, and soul, embracing a fully integrative approach. We believe in each participant's intelligence in determining the past best suited to their individual needs. We believe in a world where relationships are rooted in dignity, respect, truth, transparency, and love. We honor our high power in all our decisions. Bingo, bango. There you have it. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed our lazy rambles. Um, we're running up on Graham's make-believe time here. So uh, enjoy the chat with Svetlana from Ezra Wellness. Atlanta, welcome to Grey America. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Grant. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great. We're in studio, in person, a rare opportunity. So twice this year. Here. Yeah, this is twice so far this year. Yeah, thank you. Oh, and the last one was, was about, about Egypt. Egypt. No. Yes, it Same was thing. amazing. It was Jason, our friend. He's a now he's a Reiki. So get get this. We're going to expand. This is kind of inside baseball a little bit, but we're going to expand on the synchronicities with Egypt and synchronicities themselves and the podcast and Svetlana coming over to the studio. 
Jason was in here for a good two-hour chat about his... He was doing Reiki attunements underneath the pyramids in Egypt to mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had all these experiences with the Egyptian gods and basically starting a whole new modality of energy healing based mm-hmm. on these encounters he's had with... I mean, it's going to sound crazy, but giants and Egyptian gods and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, here we are. Um in studio again, talking about Egypt and healing and stuff. So, yeah. Well. But I'll, I'll forward you that episode. You might really like it. Listen to him. And you'll probably meet Jason one day since you're living in, in the local area now. Yeah, I'd love to. Living in Calgary now. Yeah, That's he's nice. he's on a mission, like uh, on a healing mission. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, sounds like my kind of guy. Yeah. I think he has a past life regression thing going on right away, doesn't he? Yeah, he's been learning hypnotism as well. Mm-hmm. He tried to get me to go to something. We went to a mediumship at his place. That was the last thing. For me. And <laughs> I love you, Jay. It was Jay. fantastic. I love you. I'll go out for lunch with you anytime, but uh, no more mediums. No, for Darren. but it's so Maria went there with a specific question for I get a specific it. name, and he brought up the name. The medium brought up the name That's great. out of the blue. What was the name? Gary. Okay. Like, Gary has a message for you. And she's like, she went there with the intention to get a message from Gary. Excellent. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just one little crazy synchronicity after another. That's great. It's just not my thing. I'd rather go for lunch. (laughs) All right. Or maybe it'd be better if it was just like a couple people, you know, not like a whole group full of people. There was like 10 of us. It was just like, it was a little weird. I I heard something that the synchronicities equals the rapture. Wow, I I don't think we've heard that over our years of talking about synchronicities. Mm-hmm. I mean, Darren rates them. He's got the official uh, mm-hmm. Canadian synchronicity rating system. Yeah, well, we're pretty high today. Pretty high. What do you think, Darren, if, from what you heard today? Well, if it's about the rapture, maybe I shouldn't get involved <laughs> in this. I don't want to be misconstrued with Jesus. <laughs> um, well, the crazy consciousness lives in every one of us. And uh, so, that, that another day? <laughs> maybe a seven. There you go. Seven, you know what? Seven's ten. one of my favorite numbers, so I'll take it. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's not bad either. I'm pretty harsh. Yeah. Okay, well. I give up fours or fives all the time. Oof. I mean, we've had some 9.9s and stuff, though. I mean, oh. like synchronicities that are not even possible. I mean. They could really. be fake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have, I have some work to do then. Okay. I'll keep going. It's, sometimes it's hard to rule out. I mean, you think they're real, but are they just lying to you? <laughs> are they fucking with you? Because it's so crazy. It's like, Really? <laughs> That's what happened. Like the book you you were, I forget the one. Who do we have on like Laird Scranton with that book one? I yeah. think that was one of the 9.9s. I can't remember the whole story, but it was something to do with some book that he couldn't find and he fell in love with and he just couldn't find it. And then it just showed up at his house one day. On his doorstep. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't the book of Enoch, was it? <laughs> no, no, but I was great. thinking today, yeah. if what if uh, Enoch was uh, a misconstrue of eunuch? Eunuch and Enoch? Close, right? I don't know. <laughs> it's close. Maybe Anything's it's book, possible. The book of Eunuch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've already got off a crazy tangent and we haven't even got started yet. This is supposed to be kind of a more serious topic today. I mean, let's get Svetlana, serious. Yeah, let's get let's, down to business cause here. Because we're, we're talking about parallel systems mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and the medical system and healing and COVID and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, let's... Where do you want to start? Let's start with your maybe your experience with yeah. you know 2020 and sort of get us off into Ooh. what what happened with you and then yeah yeah well welcome to two years later right we're in March 
of 2022. Welcome yeah. to two years later. So every day, every night has been an intense journey for all of us. So it's an honor to be sitting here talking about the truth. And thank you for giving um, the humanity uh, portals of truth. So your work is really important. So my, name is, my name is Svetlana. I'm a registered nurse from British Columbia. Recently moved to Calgary, Alberta, because the love vibration is really high over here and it attracted me. So in March of 2020, um, I discovered that the pandemic was um, a true a true lie. And I was sitting um, in, my, in my clinic and uh, we had a billing code come to um, my computer. So I'm a primary care registered nurse and we see patients in family doctor's offices and we started the program in British Columbia and um, a billing code for COVID-19 came to our EMR's electronic medical record from our MSP medical services plan and um, that I'll tell you that doesn't happen in my world it takes at least 10 to 15 months to get a billing code. Uh, it's a diagnosis. It's a uh, billing code is what family doctors use to bill the government for their work. But we magically had a COVID-19 billing code two days In after March? The, yep. How many is there? How many billing Oh, thousands. Like for, I'll give you examples, uh, congestive heart failure, COPD, depression, insomnia, infection, earache, uh, urinary tract infection, and the list goes on and on and on. It's a diagnosis. So COVID was added to the diagnosis that the doctors can use to bill the government. So it's not hourly, it's just by that code? It, no, it's fee-for-service. It's fee-for-service, so the doctors get paid uh, on a commission based. So uh, each patient that they see, they get paid. And uh, I, I actually know a lot about the the, med the BC medical system because I was married to a family doctor for 20 years. So I, I feel comfortable talking about it. And it was actually on my way to medical school uh, here in Calgary when I discovered, you know what, this is not the system I want to give myself wow, up to. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. When was so, that? Um, this was just this past summer. And um, so, uh, yeah, a lot has gone on. And uh, my discovery, my journey has taken me down a path of, um, you know, I do want to honor the Hippocratic Oath and do no harm. So I've had to fight tooth and nail to get here. And uh, I'm glad I'm sitting here and providing um, the care that people really need. Another part of the billing code that you know. I went to the doctor today. Is that, that you, a synchro? Oh, oh my God. It just, there you go. Bingo. <laughs> you we'll move it up from a seven to, to an eight. I mean, you never go to the doctor. Well, I just... I was staying away with during the COVID stuff, so I just wanted to go get my blood well, that's work checked out. what I was just going to mention. And now there's no more masks and stuff. What are you stuff. getting your blood work checked out for? Well, I haven't got checked out. I'm 40 now, and she's supposed to get that kind of shit done. Well, and I'm here's just the not thing. used to be you being so proactive about I got stuff fucking, here. I got a bit of money and stuff now, you know? I'm like, you know, before I didn't give a fuck. I was living check to check. You just, you know, who right, gives a shit? Right. Now I'm like, wait a minute. I got to be around here in like 30 years. And I want to be hunting when I'm 80. Survival, right? All that Survival. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, so I want to just go get checked out. Were you getting just like specific my things checked out? Like you're getting just like, getting my blood checked out. Just you know, I love that you were getting your blood checked out. And um, what we're in the in the new uh, wellness paradigm, which is what Ezra Wellness is creating, <laughs> um, instead of the traditional, you know, go get your blood work done and take you know five tubes of vials of blood. What we're going to do is something called live blood analysis, which is actually I'm just showing you pictures right here. It's where we do one little finger poke and we get one little blood sample and we we look under your a microscope at your red blood cells 
and what's going on with your blood. And that's live and it tells you so much more information than uh, what, all those numbers that come back. So, I'm assuming they're going to take the five vials. Yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Because because where you went to see was your traditional family um, doctor and then they're going to send you to a lab somewhere in Alberta. I tried to then, get him to take the blood, but he was like. Yeah, no, you got to go to lab. Like, no. oh, yeah. I was like, come on, man. I just waited 45 minutes. Yeah, Let's yeah, just yeah. Knock yeah. this all out. No, 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 no. Which You're, is weird because I know he's done like little weird surgeries in there before. Like, that's different, yeah. The but blood, I guess that's different. You can't take stuff. my blood? Alberta's weird, very different from BC, I think, with the lab services and all that. It's being a separate type thing. I think BC's got a, a whole different... I don't know what I was thinking. I had my arm out of my jacket and he's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but, but what I'm getting at is like, we've had a lot of doctors and, and naturopath, naturopaths on the show. Um, and, and we've talked about different panels, different biohacking type stuff. Did you ask for anything specific in your, in your check or? I just said, run the, run the, run, run the, the yeah, so they're going to run like red blood cells, white blood cells, your electrolytes, um, your kidney, your kidney and... function, right? See, you know, and those numbers are going to come back and they may be within normal ranges and you'll, the doctor will be like, oh, great. Or they might be slightly high or slightly below. Right? Well, I'll send them to my other guy too. Like I'll get, I'll send them to John. Too and see what he thinks. Okay. Yeah. I think they'll give him to me. My doctor's pretty, he's the kind of a pushover. He just does whatever. I was saying the other day, I was like, I swear I could just go to my doctor and be like, give me 20 Percocets. And he'd be like, all right, Darren, here you go. <laughs> I mean, he just, it's just, it's weird. The opposite of addiction is connection. Mm. Oh, I'm not addicted to Percocets. I was just using this as an example. Do you, do you have chronic pain? Is that, no. is that why you? No, he does. He's just making an example. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, no. all right, okay. But so, that's the relationship you should have with your doctor. Honestly, hey, that's my get, do my blood work. Need some perks. Give me some perks. Oh, you know, yeah. I need a couple weeks off work. Let's call it stress. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what, Darren, stick with Ezra Wellness and we're going to whip you into shape and you're going to live to at least you're 110 and uh, we're going to. In his defense, he gave me the mask uh, exemption note, remember? Oh my God. Yeah. You, that was you the had last to time. Pretty, that was the last time hard I went that. to I mean, the doctor. So just to give you some context of the show too, and the battle that we've been doing in parallel to you is mm -hmm. Darren went to the effort of, of pushing his doctor to give him the mask exemption because mm -hmm. like you did my have asthma I used to have asthma yeah I think it was mostly from the cocaine <laughs> and then it like lasted for a while after because I had the puffer for a few years after that so you know it's a legit reason but not to be wearing a mask all the time. so he went through the airport he flew without masks I mean this is this is when they were full blown congratulations in. and he made it all it the, was through weird. the airports all the way flying everyone all made the way, a like, spectacle of it oh, he was, yeah. oh you're my no ma you're my exemption <laughs> <laughs> the whole like the whole way around was a big spectacle yeah in Calgary it was less of a spectacle it was more of a buddy's like wait what he's like alright calls his boss and they like escorted me so I like got to like almost bypass security because I just wanted to keep me away from mm -hmm. everyone. I was like a biohazard to the people working there. Oh, but to everyone crazy. else, they were just like, whoa. Everybody wanted to be you. No, I don't think so. No? No. And then when you came back, they I wanted to, the... they wanted to make a spectacle of me, but I don't think anyone actually wanted to be the spectacle. And who did you call? I didn't enjoy it. Who did you call names on the way back in? That's the CBSA. That's the CBSA. Okay, that was the, who you were calling Nazis, and the cops were kind of laughing at you and stuff. And the cops came to the board the last time we were there. Remember? Yeah, I think they called the cops on us because they thought they might have a scene on their hands. But we were pretty respectful. 
We went through the border uh, recently without um, apps or masks or jabs or tests or anything. Just walked right to the border. Not walked right to the border. Uh, Through a small Alberta border. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. But we had to get on the horn with the health officials and go through the rigmarole of answering a bunch of ridiculous questions. Darren basically told her that she had no business. uh, None of it was her business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, your private medical information is nobody's business. So that's correct. Yeah, that's what I said. I said, I didn't say I wasn't vaccinated. But, I said it was none of your fucking business. We've but, had some experiences. We we drove into the country with COVID. Graham, Graham had COVID in the back of the truck. He was sleeping in the back of the truck with COVID when we came in last year. And Buddy's wow. like, give me your passports. And I'm like, he's got COVID. And he's like, go pull over there and wait. <laughs> and then they tried to take me to a quarantine hotel once, but that didn't go well either. Well, I tried to send us to the facility that time, too. But you just say no, and it's fine. But just to give you some context, and also listeners that that think it's so hard to come, everybody can't, they think they can't come back into the country, right? Well, they can't really stop you from coming back into your own country. No, no. My buddy's daughter just got stuck in Jamaica, though, and she had to wait for a specific flight. Because you can fly, you can get yourself into Canada without being vaccinated. You can't. She couldn't connect in the States because she's not a U.S. citizen. So she couldn't get a flight from Jamaica to the U.S. Wow. But she could just walk over the southern border. From Jamaica? Well, no, I mean, if she was. You need to, like, make a raft and stuff. You guys, (laughs) the crazy stuff that's happening is, um, you know, it's it's crimes against humanity, right? Where do we start with the crimes against humanity? BC's still whack. Yeah, BC's a little bit crazier. So, So back to the... Darren going to the doctor today and and because he didn't want to do it by Zoom. And that was one of the things that you noticed as well is this billing code is like, how come all of a sudden doctors can charge as much for? Yeah. So so before COVID hit um, to see a patient over the phone was really taboo. Why? Because it's actually not good practice. How do you fully assess a patient uh, over the phone? You, you really can't because what it really equals is a prescription. That's what it does. Right. So um, as soon as COVID hit, um, we had the billing code, COVID-19 billing code, where uh, family physicians could now charge the same uh, rate to see a patient over the phone than in person. Before COVID, it was like, say, 15 bucks compared to a $45 visit. So the incentive to now see patients or talk to patients over the phone just skyrocketed. Is that what it is? 45 bucks for my visit to the doctor? It's approximately that in BC. I'm sure it's similar and then they're in, in Alberta. That was six of those in an yeah. hour or yeah. something like that. So, so can you imagine what the patients felt? They didn't like this. They didn't like talking to their healthcare provider over the phone. You don't get good healthcare, right? Um, so the patient uh, satisfaction rate went down. Why? Because um, we weren't doing good, you know, healthcare. We haven't been doing good healthcare for as long as I've been in healthcare, which is 20 years, right? So disease prevention and health promotion. That's why, why I went into nursing and I could never really get there up until now. Wow. So um, I'm just going to just just quickly review for you. Um, so the billing code came on scene. Patient care really declined. October 26th of uh 2021 came in British Columbia. If you weren't, uh, if, if, you're, if you were a healthcare provider in the BC system, the BC healthcare system, and you weren't uh, vaccinated, if you did not take your first vaccine, then you were fired without pay. The end. Bye bye. 
And uh, so October 26th, if you didn't have your first jab, you were fired. You were given probably two weeks notice that this was going to happen. Bonnie Henry uh, put this in writing and the employer is... Is that before she wrote her book or... Uh, I don't know. I don't follow Sorry, when she kidding. wrote her book. I'm but, just um, And then one week before October 26th, uh, Justin Trudeau changed the um, rules on employment insurance that if you were vax, if you weren't vaccinated, and that's why you lost your job, that you were not entitled to collect employment insurance. So we had a ton of healthcare providers who were out of work, out of money, and this is a major problem equals crime against humanity. And this is uh, where my journey really started. So I, I was the founder of Ezra Wellness. I saw the writing on the wall in about August. I knew this was going to be our mandate and I knew patient care sucked. And I actually did my homework and I said, when I'm sitting with patients, I'm like, hey, patient, how are you doing? Are you happy with the care that you're getting? And they're like, nope. I said, are you ready for to pay me to come see you? Because that's what it's going to take if I get fired because I'm not taking the vaccine. They're like, yeah. So private health care has arrived. Wow. Right. So let's just let's just remind, you know, Canadians that we actually do pay for health care out of our taxes. But currently we don't have, you know, if you're paying for your health care out of your taxes, you have no say where it goes. Are you happy with where your tax dollars are going for your health care? I'm going to say the majority of Canadians are going to say no. The trust is blown. People don't want to go to the hospital. Right. So um, we started Ezra Wellness and it took off like wildfire in British Columbia. So this is the parallel system that we're creating uh, where our health authorities uh, terminated us. Uh, Our colleges are corrupt because they are supporting this narrative. The BC College of Physicians and Surgeons, corrupt. The BC College of Nurses, corrupt. Pharmacists, corrupt. And I will call you out all day long and come on out of your closet and come debate that with me all day long. Yep. That's a different closet. As As of March 31st in British Columbia, if you're a healthcare provider and you're belonging to any one of these colleges, um, Bonnie Henry wants to see your vaccine status. And if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to have your license renewed. And that includes chiropractors and all kinds of other colleges yep, as well now, yep. right? Chiros, dentists, but physios, they, massage. So, But they backed it, off, right? As far as I know. But they need to see it now, right? So the, you have to report to your college if you're vaccinated or not. If you're not vaccinated, you will not have your license renewed. Okay. So there is a oh, large really? group of us who have just stepped outside of our colleges. Why? Because they're corrupt and we don't support that. So we're creating our new governing body, which is the Canada Health Alliance, which has been out for around two years. And they have been um, uh, just, be- it, it, they, they formed before uh, the pandemic COVID uh, arrived on scene because they saw that our healthcare system really was not delivering the product that people wanted. So this has created um, a great organization made up of doctors, nurses, pharmacists, the Canada Health Alliance. All healthcare providers are now under one roof and we've created our own governing body. So uh, that's now who I belong to. And uh, I'm really excited. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, and it has a paid director and uh, they're very well organized, a nice website. And uh, so any, you know, anybody who wants to join, it's it's an easy sign up. And, and this is where we collaborate, right? This is where we all should be collaborating, all the healthcare professionals and the registered nurses. The nurses will have their own umbrella, right? So uh, I'm, I no longer belong to my College of Nurses of British Columbia. And I will stand beside saying they, they participate in the corruption because as a nurse, let's just get down to medications for a second. What are the five rights of medication administration? Uh, right patient, 
right medication, right route, right dose, right medicine, and the right to refuse. So our college no longer supports that. And um, we, you know, the oh God, the nurses yeah. who stepped out um, are advocating for your bodily autonomy. So it's your right to put what you want in your body, right? And uh, simple, period, done, without question. Especially if death is the side effect? Especially if death is the side effect, and or welcome, a, a side effect, yeah. Sorry. Well, and 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 I do stand another. You know, the crime against humanity has been. Um, you know, where do we start on the side effects of this pandemic? Um, you know, the 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 vaccines. Um, they are a genocide tool, and uh, I'll say that all day long. Genocide tool. Um, the amount of Injuries we're seeing from a vaccine is astronomical. I'm sorry, no medicine that you put in your body should have any negative side effect. If it does, it's not doing you any good. It's doing you harm. So uh, what's our first rule in healthcare wellness? Do no harm. Where do I go from there? Wow. There's that, a I mean, that's a, There's that's, a lot to unpack. There. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I do want to go back a little bit and, and talk about the nurses and your experience before October. Mm-hmm. If we can, mm-hmm. because I, I find it interesting that I, I, I hear a whole bunch of nurses that are very similar to what you're saying. Like, they're like, this is not, you know, this is not right. We're not handling this properly. Um, there's lots of injuries from the vaccines. But then there's also this other side of nurses that are sort of like, they're still all in on what's happening. And and I'm just curious as your take is like, are they just... Are they seeing a completely different reality or are they just ig- ignoring stuff or are they... Like, or did you experience both those types of of nurses in the summer of 2020, like that whole stretch between the beginning and, oh, actually, no, we're talking almost two years now, really. Because October 20, there you're are talking October 2021. and a mix. Um, I, I cannot speak on behalf of nurses that are still in the system and believe the narrative. Um, I look at, I look at that picture and I shake my head. I don't understand. Right. I don't understand how, um how the thought process goes with that nurse. Um, just like probably that nurse doesn't understand my thought process. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, but I know there's a lot of nurses who um, went along with the narrative to keep their jobs. Because right, when right. you have your job, um, you know, being dangled in front of you, that's your livelihood. That's how you pay your mortgage, how you buy your food, buy your, you know, but, your kids sports. And what's the number one social determinant of health? It's, it's finances, it's money, it's income. So if you don't have a proper income, you're not as healthy as you could be. But what's the difference between somebody like yourself putting income aside, for mm-hmm. example, like what, because this comes up in all, all areas of, of life and work, but nurses, it's kind of special and people in the, in the healthcare system, it's, it's a bit special because you're sort of seeing things from a different angle than the, than the public. But mm-hmm. why does somebody like yourself just say, no, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else says, well, I, I'm going to do it because it's. I think where the line was really crossed. Um was the was basically the forced mandates you know if if they had said yeah. you know what hey just take it if you want don't take it if you don't want this wouldn't be an issue right wow. but, the, but the coercion yes um so what makes me different well i'm going to say my conviction i i know it's wrong like i know to the root of my soul that this is wrong so how do i live with that how do i live a lie i i i, I can't i couldn't and i won't and has it cost me a lot? Yeah, it's cost me my marriage to, you know, my ex-husband who was a family doctor for 20 years. It's costed me my home. It's costed me my job. And it's costed me my children. Oh, my God. So, you know, I, but that's the cost of, you know, being true to yourself. 
and uh, and your higher power. I wonder, I mean, here I know some, my buddy's wife was a nurse and she held it out. I think because yes. here they pushed it back and pushed it back. It was supposed to be October 16th and then it was November 16th. And then I think they finally said like December 10th. Or so something Alberta like has been different than British Columbia. And I'll tell you what's happening in Alberta. Uh, so Alberta Health Services is, um, you know, like, like all the other health authorities, Interior Health Authority, where I came from in BC, uh, very abusive uh, employers. Okay. So we're in an abusive cycle right now with our employers. So um, they, they realized they fired all the nurses in Alberta who didn't take the jab. And they said, hey, we're short nurses now. Come on, nurses, come on back. So they invited the nurses back, um, but they had to get self-tested twice a week, three times a week. I don't know what it was. They had to pay for it. So the, it's this back and forth, push, pull. You're fired. Come on back. You're fired. You're come on, come on back. Um, and the mandates seem to be changing all the time. So each province seems to be different. Uh, BC drew, drew its really firm line in the sand, October 26th. Each province is, is a bit different. And why, that's why all the Ezra's really just popped up uh, everywhere in uh, in BC and, and in, now in Alberta. Because people are waking up and they're like, you know what? Yeah, that old system. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like it. Right? Well, the we're getting system. ready to allow more private health care in Alberta, too, I think. I mean, there's there's been a lot of talk lately about opening yeah. it up a little bit more. I mean, we can already do some stuff. Like, you can jump the line on MRI for, I can't remember, 500 or 800 We, lo- we looked in the private. There's like uh, some vir- semi-private stuff. Virtual here. colonoscopies. You can do private ones of those and stuff, too. And yeah, virtual? I mean- Is that like online? Online colonoscopies? No, they like, send you a little camera in the they mail. Don't up, they don't go up in there, you know? They just do it from the top. I was thinking, I wonder what, how much it would be to get like uh because we have semi-free insurance and I have my employment insurance here. I mean, could I just like have some insurance in Montana too? So I could go down there and get like the experimental shit once in a while if I need it? I don't know if insurance is going to cover experimental shit down no. there. It's probably just the basic stuff. But you know what? If we get back to the basics and take care of ourselves, like, you know, number one is exercise. Number two is nutrition. And number three are these amazing modalities of technology. And then there's there are helpful medicines. You know, if we get back to the basics, including getting our drinking water uh, sorted out. Well, you arrived we, we, in Calgary in good time for that. Uh-huh. Did you hear? Well, t- tell me. Update me. Fluoride's back. So, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 okay, I heard, I heard. It's not I heard back that. yet, but it's back on I the table. I heard the vote. So, I heard yeah. the vote is going forward with um, putting the fluoride um, back in the water. So we had a referendum. We lost. So why do you think that this is such a big issue? Propaganda, what's, what's money. Up, what's up with fluoride in the water? Who can tell me that? Chemical companies. Teeth. Yeah. And what does fluoride do? Makes you stupid. Mm-hmm. And how? How does it make you stupid? I don't know. It calcifies your pineal gland. Uh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> smart guy. Smart guy over here. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, there's there's definitely, we had a guy in who was an advocate for not putting the fluoride back in. And he says there's some recent studies that they just don't want to talk about that show that your IQ points are down like four or five points, I think, with the fluoride. Yeah, so that's water. right. So it calcifies your pineal gland, right? And pineal gland is really responsible for, you know, creative thinking, higher level thinking, reasoning logical empathy right so um this is all part of the plan and during the great awakening we get to find these things out right so we need to figure out drinking water so 
No more drinking water straight from your tap. Okay, that's harmful for us. Even in, in that, I mean, should that matter where you are though? I mean, or is it all, are you convinced that it's all drinking water? No. Because I mean, in BC, it's a little different. Um, I now question everything yeah. and good science yeah. will be questioning everything yeah. and be curious about everything. Yeah, that's a good That's point. called yeah. good science and transparency. If somebody starts to withhold public information from you, even information that they've researched, I would question that. Yeah. I'd say, hmm, that's a red flag. Right. Because our science um, has been treated like garbage in the last two years. Uh, real science has a process. Not a consensus. Mm. Mm. Right. So um, it's time for for a change and not just in wellness, but in all the paradigms. Right. We're, we we need to rebuild all the pillars in society. Right. Wellness, uh, business. Right. Uh, agriculture. Governance. Yeah. The list goes on. Yeah, I agree. On. I mean, that's one the one solution that we keep talking about because it seems to be the the only one that's going to get us out of the system is just making it creating your own in parallel, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, here we go and the pan- pandemic arrived and now we have this uh traumatized uh humanity on the planet, right? So when you tell somebody that they should fear everybody that they see and come into contact with and don't breathe around, you know, your family and wear a mask and socially isolate and being fed toxic, you know, news on the media, this is a problem. So everybody's walking around with some sort of trauma. And if you, if you came into the pandemic with already, you know, unresolved trauma (laughs) while you're extra traumatized, right? So if you have parents, you're probably traumatized. Right. So that's what we want to um, bring to the forefront and say, Hey, you know what? You're not crazy. You're not crazy. So let's uh let's get back to human connection. I had a pretty good pandemic, really. Yeah, yeah. I bet I mean it's traumatizing for everybody on every side though. I mean, you can you can I think we can deal with it a little easier sometimes because we can separate from it a little bit. But I mean, when you see what's going on, even if you're aware of what's happening, like it's kind of scary, right? Well, we've I mean, all had consequences for the last two years, you know, whether it's y- your job loss or you've lost your family, right? I, I, I want to just bring light and um, just share share another crime against humanity. So um, in British Columbia, and I know in Alberta because I hear the stories, uh, if, if you weren't vaccinated, you couldn't enter a hospital to be with your loved one that was dying. So this this separation of family and friends in that the death was B, and dying that was like that in BC yeah oh my god of the death and dying phase so there was no closure you know so um, we have lots of stories where um, family members who weren't vaccinated oh could not reach their um, family members in the hospital and they died so the amount of grieving that is happening in our entire planet is off the charts right so uh a loss of a family member or maybe what about a living death you know maybe you had a divorce um because of the you know the pandemic parents you know they're they're arguing all the time uh no i'm not getting my kids vaccinated yes i am boom divorce right so divorce rate has skyrocketed right so basically what we're doing here today is we're talking about the elephant in the room which is, uh, you know, I was in BC uh, last week and, and uh, watched Bonnie Henry, which I don't do very often because mm-hmm. I can't really stomach it. But I mean, it's amazing to me that they can still push this stuff when all this information's come out. I mean, you know, we've been following it for a long time now, but the information comes out 
It's not what they advertise it is. It's not what they say it is. And they still have the balls to push this stuff in, in front of everybody. Get your kids vaccinated. Get vaccinated. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. It is unbelievable. And people need to stop complying. Because the narrative will continue until we say no. Until we put a draw a line, draw a line in the sand and say we stand up for ourselves, right? And that's what the truckers did, still trying to do. They increased that vibration on the planet and they brought a really good mark. And they say, no, we're not going to be complying anymore. So um, I did just want to, you know, honor the truckers in, yeah. in this conversation. Say thanks, guys. Oh Girls. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that woke a lot of people up. It was a new. It was yeah. a new because I was I lost pretty much. I lost a lot of hope. Uh, in humanity actually before that yeah i was not proud to be a canadian yeah and after that happened i thought you know what this has woken a lot of people up or at least it showed everybody that there is a bunch of people that you know that are thinking but my heart does go out to british columbia and that's why i had to well i moved from bc to alberta because the mandates were so intense wear your mask everywhere wear your mask everywhere you know you couldn't go out anywhere without your vaccine passport. It's it's absolutely insane. And the tyrannical beast uh, lives in British Columbia. You know, there was people in BC that were like making fun of Quebec for a while too. Like, look at these fuckers. I got curfew. Look, they're crazy. And then they're like, wait, what? <laughs> now they're still in it. And Quebec's out. Even Quebec's out. Here we're kind of lucky because, I mean, it was all sort of fake here the whole time, other than the mass. And even when they had the Vax passports here, they gave us that out of um, testing, just having a fake test. All yeah. The time. So, like within 72 hours, you know, if you had a negative. Yeah. Uh, I just bought a, a Walmart test. stamp yeah, and started yeah. making my. Hey, own. what about this? What about uh, now? That I made you, a small what fortune. About, have you guys heard about the AIDS test that you can take home? Have you guys heard about that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. only if you got the shot, though, isn't it? Yeah. So they're now recommending if you had uh, if you had the COVID shot, uh, the vaccine to get uh, tested for AIDS. And now we have people stepping forward and say, hey, I did the self-testing kit and I positive for AIDS. So this is, you know, it just goes on and on why and would on. Even, why would they even push it or advertise people to do it? Like, I just don't, I just feel like they keep overstepping overreaching well, aren't they going to wake a bunch of people up if they start if a whole bunch of people start coming well i mean they'll be bragging i guess so let's let's, let's just let's just take it'll a step a new, back it'll be a new virtue yeah. what is aids what is aids it's an immunocompromised yeah. deficiency yeah. right or right so acquired immune defi- deficiency syndrome so it's an immunity thing you're like you're bang no, it's on so, so yeah exactly so so what did the covid vaccine do it decreased your immune system well this whole thing is decreased your immune system i think system, covid did too right, right? I think COVID, I, I saw Definitely something saw something recently where I think COVID actually might do the same thing. Yeah. Well. And you know what? Let's just say COVID was, say, a flu. Um, it's okay to get sick sometimes. Your actually body is asking to get sick um, because that's your immunity. That's how you build your immunity muscle. It's not a bad thing. So all this overuse of like hand sanitizer and the masks and the hand washing, you know, um, it actually doesn't do our immune system any good. But if it's a bioweapon, then you might not want to get sick. I, I have a, you know, I have a different sort of take. I agree with you 100% for natural um, colds and diseases and, and sicknesses and stuff. Not diseases, but flu and yeah, no, colds, we'll, we'll, but this is a bioweapon. I agree. And yeah. I don't know what I, I got besides uh, what felt like a, the worst flu of my life, you know, and it was weird and I had some real crazy stuff happen. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what's what hap- what's going to happen long term. Same as cool. you had a pedestal, you know? though. I'm telling you that, that that played a role. 
What did you were like? You had the COVID on a pedestal. You're the whole what time. What do you mean you're I like, had on the pedestal? You're worried about it. I wasn't worried, worried about, about it. I was never worried bio about it. Bioweapon the whole time. It's a bioweapon, bro. It's a bioweapon. No, I, no, I wasn't. And I was like, ah, it's nothing. And then what happens? We get COVID, and you're bioweaponed out, and I'm redoing well, you, the deck. Yeah, but you had different alt. You had a a, a, a regiment. I had a regiment. It was that was than different. Yours. Yeah, it was way better than mine. And I had. Like I, I agree with you, Grant. I I think it is. It was created in a lab. It was launched, and and here you go. It was like no other. If you actually yeah. got COVID, it was like no other. I, it felt all, all. It felt uh, synthetic to me. Yeah. I guess is yeah. what I should yeah. say. Yeah, I I I. So had I don't that know. Too. You know, did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. It just really like cloudy, fuzzy. Uh, I'm I'm normally a very strong and healthy person. I couldn't even drive for about five days. I didn't feel safe to drive. Um, yeah. So it, it was it was probably the worst flu I've ever had. And I felt this in my head, like a ringing in my head almost. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So, anyway, speaking of, I mean, I did the horse paste, I and I mean, I I think you know, I, I, at I the ate time, a bunch of edibles, lunch. Yeah. That was my regimen. I had 300 milligrams of edibles each What's night. an edible? It's like a weed edible. Okay, because there's lots of different edibles. Yeah, edible okay. cannabis. cannabis. Yeah. Okay, yeah, good, all right. And then I that's slept. a lot. Like that's most people would think they're dying if they had that much. They'd be calling the cops and saying, "Like I think I'm dying. Like I'm greening <laughs> out." Me. But I slept. He's got a tolerance that's not. It's a superhuman tolerance. Did you use ivermectin when you were? Sick? I used the horse paste. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, how and I worked? did it before it. Well, I mean, I thought it helped for a while, I but felt I mean, bad for him. He's I stopped seen... using my supplements. Like, uh, and then and then I got bad, and then I, I I regretted stopping using them. But I tried all kinds of things. I had red light. I had uh, <laughs> hydrogen. Remember before your test, you went and bought all that stuff from the pharmacy because you you knew you had COVID at this point, but you can't come back to Canada with COVID. So he's convinced he can beat the COVID test. So he's got, he's like I was cramming all this stuff nose, in his nose. I fucking iodine up the nose. I was going to beat the test. I was going to be like, I'm going to get rid of this COVID. And it just didn't happen. So, so I had a couple bad days, but yeah, I had, I had the horse paste and stuff and I did that. I mean, I don't know. Cause I don't know what it would have been like without that. Do you want to talk about ivermectin for a second? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Because so. I had to order it from Amazon, and then they stopped selling it on oh, Amazon. So, And I was comfortable using the paste. I don't care what yeah, people Yeah, you know say. what? I mean, he, uh, the horse stuff, why not? You know, as, as a nurse, giving out meds and taking meds, why not? If you have the correct dose. Um, so ivermectin, to be honest, I didn't hear about it before COVID. And, um, no, even though it was a award-winning drug, one of the safe, probably one of the yes. safest ever, yes. ever. I, I mean, discovered that you can't overdose on ivermectin, so it's super safe. In my opinion, it should be on every grocery store shelf on the planet. Well, it is in uh, Mexico. Great, that's good. So we need to do that to Canada. But right now, um, the pharmaceutical companies um, are pretty much like banning it, and they're telling the physicians, "Hey, if you order that, then you know what? You're probably going to lose your job." And that happened to Doctor Daniel Nagasi from Alberta. Right? He was prescribing ivermectin to an ICU patient. Oh, Alberta? Yeah, Alberta and uh, Rimby to be very specific in geography. And he was prescribing ivermectin to an ICU patient because it actually helps people get better. And he was uh, asked basically to leave the hospital because he did that. So um, ivermectin, it actually helps. And um, if you, um, you know, are feeling ill, you should be taking some because we, you don't want to be going into the hospital for um, worse side effects. So health promotion, disease prevention. So prevention is the key. And we are finding that ivermectin is helping people stay healthier 
and um, not end up in the hospital. So, well, now that now that we're talking about this, I think this is a very important part of it. Which um, there's no early treatment. Like when I had it, so they so we go through the border. I've got it right. Did they? What did they give me for it? But what what do you think they told me to do that I had? Who's they? The border guards? The, the doctors? The the, the 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 official the official officials like the highest up officials that are allowing us to come in the country and go home without going to a quarantine hotel. You mean the, t- the lady you talked to on the speakerphone? That's right. That's the highest up official? That, that are talking to us, like that, that are giving us advice on what yes. to do here. But they're just what, it, what advice did they tell me to do since I was sick with, with COVID? What did I get? Well, from? like, you know, going with the narrative here, they probably told you to go lock yourself up in your room <laughs> exactly. for six weeks and, you know. Exactly. Call and, us when you're ready to die. Call, <laughs> let's say, call, call me when you can't breathe. Yeah. Right? But, I yeah. mean, they're not medical professionals. They're, I guess, security guards or whatever. No, so, no, I don't no know. but what did it they was tell the you? health official. Oh, oh, they, oh, it was a health care. Yeah, it was oh, health, okay. health official. Okay. No, I don't so, think it is. I don't think it is. I think it's uh, the last time I talked to the, the lady on the phone, I didn't get the sense of official. I got the sense of low-level person that was hired to call people when they come into Canada and give them this speech. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. I don't so, think it's nurses or anyone okay, that's, that's been a trained good in the healthcare sector in any fucking capacity. Did they tell me to go to the doctor, to, to call my doctor and yeah. get... Or something and, and they get gave some you advice. Shit. They gave you shit. They give me the shit. The first thing yeah. they said is you've endangered the border guards. <laughs> you've endangered your fellow passengers. <laughs> you've endangered gas stations along the way. What were you thinking? I'm just like, lady, he's sick. Graham got mad because I was aggressive with the lady on the phone, but she was super rude. The first thing she did was start busting his balls about fucking uh, endangering other people's lives. Graham, you're you're leaving me in suspense over here. What what did they tell you? Nothing. That's the whole point. Oh, it's like, there's no early treatment. There's no advice. There's no nothing. Don't take vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, uh, I, um, quercetin, mm-hmm. ivermectin. Mm-hmm. Of course not. So, you know, of course and, not. And, that would be good for you. Drink Why would lots they of water, do anything, and nothing. So, I mean, I tried too many things, I think. And then the, when, I, when I got off the supplements, I, I got a little bit worse for a couple of days, and I probably should have just kept going on it. But I think the red, the red light, I don't think, helped me. I tried some infrared and red light, and that kind of made it worse for a while. Just trying some hydrogen, um, hydrogen gas. I think I would have beat it completely. I don't think I would have even tested positive at all if it wasn't for the nineteen hours of driving that day with me in the back. <laughs> because I tested twice. I tested down there and tested because they were all like, "Well, you're going to be positive," and it came back negative. And then they give you tests when you come into Canada. So then I came home and like. The next day, they FaceTime me, and some lady watches me test myself. And I'm like, okay, well, now I've got COVID for sure. But that one came back negative too. And then the one like eight days later, they got me on. I thought I was finally positive. But I had already been sick and was over it at that time. But my theory was that if I would have like, it was that Sunday, I had to get up at 7 in the morning. I drove till 2 in the morning. And I feel like that fucked me. And if I would have like got a regular day and a regular night's sleep and kept my immune system up here, I could have maybe got out of it without getting COVID at all. Yeah, maybe. But it is, uh, I got to say, I did see there's something about the contagiousness of it because, you know, we've all done events in the past or gone to stuff where like someone's got the sniffles or someone's under the weather, you know, like five years ago, we didn't care. You know, we could be doing this podcast right now and Graham would be like, 
you know, a little sick. Oh, yeah, I came down with something. But, and you, you could have someone like that and not everyone would get it. But like when COVID got into our Washington event, it was like, like every, like it was probably 75% vaccinated or not, didn't matter. 75% of the people that, now we were in at close least, quarters. Maybe, we were least. jumping in vans because he- well, we everybody. Breathing, we were breathing together as we're well. We were doing breathing exercises. No, we were breathing together. <laughs> After we knew somebody had COVID. So we were probably a little irresponsible with it. But no, no, everybody no, 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 got no. COVID. We told, for no, sure. no, we told everybody. Everybody decided on their own what to do. And it was the best group to get COVID with. I mean, and we all, we all got COVID, which I think is, is a little bit uh, special because I don't feel like if it was the flu. That yeah, like so two weeks people. later, every single person that was there had the flu. It was definitely weird like that. No one got too sick though, except for you. No, it wasn't. I didn't even Randall. I didn't even like get that 72. sick. I didn't even get that sick really. Okay. I just, it just, anyways, my point was, <laughs> is that I got no advice to do anything until I got bad enough to go to the hospital. So did you notice something was wrong with that type of thing where of there was course. no early treatment as a nurse where you're like, of what course. is going on? Why aren't we telling, like... You didn't go to the hospital, so the, though, the, right? The, no. the patients okay. who actually got sick, they're, the, what the eMERGE department basically would, would tell them is go home. And when you can't breathe, call the ambulance. That was your instructions, right? I mean... Now, where right. does that come from? All the way up to like, does the does the does that come from the who to Canada to you guys in your provinces? It it it's, it, it goes all the way back to when you're in school and you read indoctrination. You're indoctrinated by the pharmaceutical companies, and you're you know reading your your books. And is there anything on prevention? Is there anything on nutrition? So it's just the way the training has has gone. Oh, that's a good point. Right. So, so it, it, the root of the of, of that is. That's just the mentality, right? And because there was no, like, because you couldn't prescribe ivermectin, mm-hmm. there was no, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. My doctors never asked me once if I exercise or what I eat. Doesn't that make you kind of go, hmm? Even when really? I went in for allergies, when I had, like, allergy problems, he's like, well, just just go to the center and try that out. And they poked a bunch of holes in me and then, like, m- put some stuff on it was a terrible experience because my arm got all blotchy and swollen and you're not allowed to touch it but at the end of the day they didn't really tell me fucking anything they're like we think it's pollen Mm -hmm. and uh but then i went to the naturopath and the food sensitivity with the naturopath is the was it blood yeah they she pricked my finger i think she pricked my finger and then a couple weeks later she they sent me a list with like 200 foods on it and tell me which ones i should eat you know, a little less often and which ones I'm are jacked up in my system. And, but my, my regular doctors never even brought that up. That's the only thing that's helped. Do you drink? Are you, are you a fucking alcoholic? Are you doing not, none of that ever fucking comes up at my doctor. That's the only thing that helped Maria with her chronic condition is the natural path and the Mm -hmm. food sensitivity testing where they actually found out she was sensitive to all these different foods. There's been no help from yeah, the Western our, medical our, system at all. Our natural, the natural pass, you know, they're the new way forward. And um, But they're getting like squashed out. I mean, this is why it's so important what you're doing, because I really feel like there's been a war on natural health and it's accelerated huge in the last There absolutely years, has so. been a war. And uh, the big pharmaceutical companies has, you know, this is the war on them. This is how they make money, right? This is a business for them. So when they see something that's uh, threatening their business, they're going to attack. Right. So we're finally here. We finally arrived at um, 
what true health and wellness should be. And all these all these healthcare professionals who, who were terminated from the corrupt system um, are walking in their truth and so motivated and excited and knowledgeable to offer a wellness, you know, um, paradigm. Because if these people aren't going to do it, who's going to do it? And you kind of need a bit of a mix of both, I guess, too, right? Because, like, if I get hit by a car, I still want to go to the emergency Absolutely. room. Absolutely. So, I mean, why not take everything that's been so great of what we've learned and of that system and combine it with the wellness system and make one smashing, amazing system? I'm going to just, you know, on that note, I'm going to bring up Dr. Riley Campbell. He's well, wait, like, before we go there, I want to, because I, I got, I, I'm I kind of getting into something here because that's the next question is going to be, because everyone thinks we got the best healthcare in the world over here. So can this be achieved under a top-down socialized medical system. Absolutely. It's the power to the people, whatever the people decide, right? So we're not asking permission to do the right thing. That would be complying. Yeah, but what about when it gets to the point that, uh, like, because ultimately I'd like to be able to just go to whatever doctor I want. And if I want ivermectin, I mean, my doctor should be able to say, well, I don't know if that's a good idea, but at the end of the day, I mean, I guess that's, I want more control over my healthcare. No, you actually want all control. Yeah. That's I want all the you control. You want full control because you actually are the boss of your body. So what, what do you think the socialized system would allow us for that? I'm sorry. I don't understand what you mean by socialized. Well, just, it's like <laughs> what, the, the Canadian healthcare system where it's just like all the doctors say the same fucking thing and it's the same spiel and it's the same if, you know, they've decided what's acceptable treatments, they've decided what's acceptable surgeries, and there's no getting outside of that in Canada. There's no, and all the, I'm not paying any bills. So my doctor's not working for me. He pretends he is, but he's working for the fucking government who's cutting him the check at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that's all the way through the entire system. They're all working towards the government mm -hmm. to the point that, you know, half the time they don't, they don't, they just don't care. They, they do work for the government. That's where their paycheck comes from is the government. Yeah. So I, so like, can we build this system with the government still paying them? Or do we? It's a separate system altogether. So follow Ezra, the money. Wellness, follow the money. So your system is completely separate. Right? Our system Ezra. is completely private. It's private yeah. pay. So for example, you break your bone and you don't want to go to the regular, you know, orthopedic surgeon in the hospital. Maybe you don't trust the system. You just don't want to. If you can, you know, and and now, um, or you can maybe, um, yeah. Sorry, you kind of stumped me there. But um, well, what I'm that's saying, what I it, think. So I what prefer. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, there's healthcare providers who've been pushed out of the system, who are willing to provide the same care, if not way better, in a parallel system. Yeah. But but you uh, have to pay private. Privately. You have to pay privately for it, right? Yeah. 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 Because so that's the people, the one thing that I'm for the private system. I would yeah. rather, you know, if I decide that instead of partying every weekend, I'm going to take that 800 bucks a month and put that into high end insurance so that, you know, I can get whatever scan, get whatever I want, whenever I want. And I don't have to wait in a crazy line or wait six months or wait. I like that kind of system. But when you start mentioning private health care around can Canadians, they get all fucking weird about it. <laughs> no, they do because it's it's a mentality shift, right? And that's where we, that's our jobs now is to educate Canadians 
that if you want a better quality product, you're going to have to pay for it. But remember, you pay for it through your taxes. Mm -hmm. And you have no say of where your money goes. And I think they say 40%. Well, healthcare is average, healthcare is huge, right? Huge of our of our of our total tax bill, right? I've heard forty percent. But let, let's back up there. I mean, you're like, okay, eight hundred bucks. Let's put it towards some diagnostic test. Why don't you put it towards maybe hiring a personal trainer on you know working out or towards better eating better, you know, eating more organically, right? Like getting back to the basics because healthcare is not a diagnostic test. Right. Yeah, I'd like all of that too, though. But I think my main problem is then I want to be able to, if I've got a weird headache or something, and I'm like, okay, well, fuck, maybe it's a weird aneurysm or something. I want to get this scanned right away. You know, I don't mind shelling out some money for that. Yeah. If that's like, because this could turn into a, I think that this is important. How much to just do the fucking test? No, I don't want to wait nine months. I don't want to wait. 13 months. I don't care if you think it's serious. I think it might be. How much is the test? Yeah. I think there's a time and place for everything. And I'm not, you know, saying our the, the medical system is 100% bad or wrong. I'm saying there's parts of it that are very corrupt, right? So for example, if you, you're talking about a blood clot in your head, you think you've had a small stroke, right? A small TIA. Well, yeah, you're going to go with the eMERGE and you're going to get a scan right away. And, and our, our, there's parts of our Canadian healthcare system that is the best in the world. I won't argue with that. Well, I think I was going more in the opposite direction. Whereas if I don't have the stroke and I just have a pain and I'm thinking, Hey, I think I might have cancer in my head. And I go tell that to my doctor, I'm probably going to wait a year before I get in for, unless my doctor finds something abnormal and or, or agrees with me, I can't just go in and get a test. And I think that, you should be able to. I think you know. If I you, think that's what the, this is giving another separate option, right? Where we where you can do that, right? Yeah, and we we're, we're going to take like twenty seven steps back and, yeah. and and actually look at you know things of your life and how things are going, right down to trauma. Because do you know what unresolved trauma often equals poor health, right? And we're 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 raising awareness for that unresolved trauma. You know, emotional, um, you know, misery often equals poor health. And and we've been traumatized as a society right now, right? But down the road, like this, the, this parallel system is just emerging. It's just birthing. yeah. And you're, well, you're already making ivermectin, right? Yeah. I mean, you're so, already, so you get. So how would somebody get ivermectin? Okay. Oh, my one of my favorite topics. So ivermectin should be on the grocery store shelf in you know in Canada, but right now um, there are you know the evil powers that are keeping it from us. So we have to fight tooth and nail for ivermectin. So we we get our ivermectin and we create it and we put it in a bottle and right now what you're holding in your hand is um there's 20 tabs in that bottle they're 12 milligrams each and um we sell that why because it's the right thing to do and it's helping people how do people get get that so ezra wellness sells it so you go to ezra wellness ezrawellness.ca yeah okay so the goal is to have distributors in every community and they empower their community with ivermectin right and there's other th- other things that we'll be following, um, you know, yeah, ivermectin, yeah, yeah. along with the the microdosing of the psilocybin, right, to treat uh, 
you know, depression and insomnia and, and to wake up your pineal gland from all that fluoride that's been in our city water, right? So it's coming. The psilocybin too? Absolutely. Nice. It's right here. It's sitting on your table. Oh, I didn't, know that, I didn't know that you brought that. Yeah, we've yeah. Uh, we've we've had some uh, manufacturers on the show before for uh, mm -hmm. psilocybin, uh, microdosing psilocybin. Yeah. yeah. Different types of uh, different blends, right? Yeah. It's yeah. popular. Yeah. I, all my buddies, once they try it once, they're like, right, give me some more of that shit. Give me yeah. some more of that so shit. So we actually, like, it would, my wish would be to see everybody off of alcohol. Right. Because that just that that depresses you. It burns a hole in your brain. It destroys families. Right. So um, and and that is often an addiction for people. And the opposite mm -hmm. of addiction is is connection. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to stand beside the psilocybin and say it actually promotes human connection. Wow. That's right. Great. So yeah. this product is from Summerland, B.C. And um, I know right here in Alberta, they are you know, they're doing research at the U of A lab. And there's I can pull out 10 studies for you that's showing, um, you know, the benefits of psilocybin in in mental health. Oh yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. And even if you yeah. don't like say say, oh well, I, I don't really have a mental health issue, it actually promotes creativity and um yeah, it's 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 safe and effective. Great, awesome. And, um I've still been off and off since the DMT. So yeah, yeah. Uh, right as we're talking about mental wellness and psilocybin, uh, the traditional antidepressants, um, you know, they're harmful. They're not good for you. Right? When you have uh, say, say a patient comes in and they're suicidal. They're started on, say, an antidepressant, Ciprolex. And wh what's the doctor saying? Well, you actually might get more suicidal over the next six weeks, but that's normal. Actually, that's not normal. Something that makes you more suicidal is not normal. Especially if you had homicidal on to it, too. Then, right? Homicidal, know, yeah. Right? Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen some pretty nasty... Uh, I don't know how I don't know how I want to say too much right now, but they don't really work very much. I've seen people de deconstruct the studies and stuff and say that uh, they're not really doing anything yeah. over placebo. So. Yeah, yeah, and you know what? They actually make you numb, where you can't feel and process your your trauma. I think Prozac is all fake. That's the one you're talking about. He was talking about Prozac specifically. Mm. Didn't beat any of the placebo yeah, tests, but they just fucking crammed it through anyway. There's a bunch of people on Prozac with a bunch of side effects that the only effect that they're getting from it is a placebo, that they could just <laughs> fucking take whatever and pretend it was Prozac and they'd be just fine. Well, the power of placebo is, is um, it's real. Yep. Yep. So I mean, and they, you know, and they use it in their studies. They use it as the baseline and yet people don't really want to acknowledge that it's a real thing. It's so amazing. Well, that like just a, goes to show you the power of our human brain. Right. And this, and I find the psilocybin yeah. just it kind of increases that it, it decalcifies that pineal gland. Psilocybin is great. Amen. Yeah. I'm still on break. So what's, uh, let's get into some of these doctors and, and, um, and talk about some of the doctors that you, you want to. You know, we have some amazing uh, doctor warriors that I just want to thank. For yeah. example, Dr. Daniel Nagasi, you know, right here in Alberta, Alberta doctor. Um, he was fired from Rimby ICU um, for not, uh, or for, sorry, for prescribing ivermectin. Now he's a warrior. He's a freedom fighter and he's a professional speaker and um, he brings awareness to the corruption that's happened. And uh, yeah. Is he the guy that was talking um, in Vancouver and BC uh, with the uh, police station and the court case about the uh, babies? 
about the uh, yeah, so miscarriages? That, that was actually um, Dr. Mel Boucher. He is um, uh, he was a family doctor of fifty years in North Vancouver. Actually, I just talked to was him. Was Nagasi there too at that same? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Nagasi and uh, Dr. Mel and oh, okay. uh, we're 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 see the freedom fighting world's not that big. You kind of know everybody, right? So <laughs> so I I met Dr. Mel um, in the North Vancouver. We were both speaking outside of the um, RCMP in North Vancouver, and we were bringing awareness to the amount of stillborn, the increase in stillborns um, at the Lionsgate Hospital um, from vaccinated mums, right? We were bringing awareness. And uh, I'm going to make a long story short here for interest of time. And um, Don't worry about time, though. Okay, okay. So one thing led to another. He was arrested from the comfort of his home uh, to, by the RCMP. By the RCMP. Uh, they. Of, this is yeah. Mel, right? Mel this Boucher? is Dr. Mel Boucher. Here in Alberta. Dr. Mel Boucher, North Vancouver, British Columbia doctor, uh, served his community for over 50 years as a family doctor. Uh, he's 80, 81 years old, sharp as a whistle, that guy. And um, he was arrested from the comfort of his home. And uh, he was then take, handcuffed. Let's just not, let's handcuffed. Okay. Put into the uh, cop car, taken to the Lionsgate Hospital, emerged department where he was diagnosed with frontal lobe dementia. Frontal lobe dementia. How do you how do you diagnose somebody with frontal lobe dementia? Well, you don't. Okay, it was just this is what the government does. Okay, so they they put him in the psych ward, and for twenty six days he stayed there, and he was only allowed out twice. They took away his cell phone, his wallet, his car all his rights, the power of attorney. He tried to get his power of attorney changed. Um, so we went to the, his lawyer who created the power of attorney and uh, in Vancouver. And this was the response we got. Dr. Mel Boucher doesn't believe in vaccines. I am sorry. We cannot change his power of attorney. And his power of attorney was oh his wife God. at the same time. Oh my God. Who is liquidating and destroying his life. So this is where, you know, we... So and this is, was this was over vaccines again then? Who's well, my power attorney, I wonder? Yeah, it's it's actually a really... Well, I mean, if you haven't appointed anybody, then it goes to the government. How about you be you? Sure, let's, let's, let's do we'll that. We'll be, be each other. <laughs> it's power. really important because, because when Will you... Will they let us be in business partners? It's like, nah, pull the plug. No, it's, it's, pull the plug. It's, 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 it's whoever you say. It's, it's whoever you say, right? But this is the power of um, what the government is doing, the BC Law Society. Um, oh, my God. And BC it's over this. You see, it's crazy because it's just, to me, it really, like, they have to look at this vaccine thing. I mean, how can they be even pushing it still so after the VAERS and the they've CARES and all this stuff? Paid I mean, off years ago. This is this is the plan. This was the strategy, right? And this was just execution time to the plan. So, I mean, people can be bought off. I know, but it's people hard to imagine. I think that, more than anything, they're getting blackmailed. Sure. I think there's more, most at, people are you look at how They these, just don't know. All these health ministers look like fucking freaks. It would not be hard to catch these people in some fucking weird situation, I bet. Like, like a pedophilia hmm. situation. Or, right? or, I mean, who knows? It doesn't even have to be that crazy. For some of them, it could just be a hooker. And it's like, hey, you want your wife to find out? No, you don't. Have well, Have you guys talked about adrenal chrome on this yeah, show? Yeah. yeah. We just did that thing about it. Now the adrenal chrome. I was narrating a study from the 60s in mm. Saskatchewan, actually, about oh. uh, they're doing tests on animals and adrenal lutein and adrenal chrome. Mm-hmm. Well, now Check I feel bad. America, I bought the Great America Outlawed. I bought the RCMP here. Uh, I gave him a Tim's card for $50. Mm-hmm. That's good, though. I mean, you're, 
that's well, good. Not if they're, they're arresting people. Yeah, but that's, that's not the BC them. though. That's I BC. feel like that's, that's a different. They busted me out of quarantine twice, and uh, never ever did anything about it. So I felt. <laughs> so back to just quickly, doctor. Do, back to Doctor Mel Boucher. Um, he then uh, we we got him out of psych jail because that's exactly what it was. They were killing him. Is he still in BC? Uh, he's back in BC now. He was in Alberta for a while. Yeah, and um, is his wife still his power of attorney? As far as I know, yes. That seems risky. Yep. So, um, anyways, he um, we're working together. Like, for example, he wants to start an ivermectin company, um, and um, we're working on that together. So he's trying to get his life back together. So it's been torn apart, and um, he's uh, he's a trooper, right? Did that happen after this the stillborn thing? The arrest? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we, we we believe that's why he got arrested. I mean, just like say you know Pastor Arthur right now, right? I mean, so the people that are really pushing the yeah the yeah. limits, I guess, or pushing back, yeah, standing up for what's right. Oh, it's just so weird. This is why we don't go to the protests, so that we don't get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's fair. We're just protesting down here. And look, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're. Protest equals rallies equals, you know what? They're time for education sessions, right? People just are hungry for knowledge and answers, right? So so is there any other doctors you want to mention before? Because it's it's an important part. I mean, Dr. Hoff, which, you know, he's pretty popular too with what happened in uh, in that little town of BC, right? He came Lytton. forward with the vaccine mm-hmm. injuries, right? I mean, yeah. and these yeah. they can't even, like, this is the science. You can't even discuss it. I mean, these colleges won't even allow the discussion. No, they call them crazy. Right. They'll get him on CBC and call him crazy. Right. So I, Dr. Hoff, amazing man. Um, I know him. He's a great soul. Dr. Milbouchet, standing in his truth. Dr. Nagasi, um, Dr. Riley Campbell, another That's good, the one that, yeah, another, yeah. another great um, warrior from Nelson, British Columbia. He's a, one of the best orthopedic surgeons in Canada, I would say. He he refused to take the vax and was expelled from his uh, surgical OR. And um, he st- stood his truth, stood his ground. So um, the goal is to get him a surgical suite because the orthopedic uh, lineup is insane. Um, the wait times are ridiculous. Um, minimum, say, two years, right? Oh, yeah, so- these fucking people need to go to prison for some of this shit. I was just talking to a fellow the other day whose wife died, 30 years old, a kidney failure. Got mm-hmm. diagnosed like 16 months ago. They've had the fucking match. Her sister was a match. So they've had the match for 13 months and they wouldn't go to do the surgery. What's that? COVID. <sighs> she might get COVID and die. Yeah. But let's blame everything on COVID. Right? Yeah. Well, he's, he's livid. He's like, I can't, I can't fucking believe that, you know, they just let her die instead of just doing the fucking surgery because. COVID. That was all they say, COVID. And they try and blame it on, you know, unvaccinated people or this or that and the other. But, I mean, if you've been in Canada for any amount of time, you realize that anytime you go to the fucking doctor or the emergency room for anything, it's going to take you fucking five or six hours. Unless you're dying. Unless, unless you're dying or bleeding out or stroking out or having a fucking heart attack or, you know, your heart... Because they'll check that stuff If because I've gone in there with a heart thing before. And if your heart rate's at a certain thing, then they'll bring you in. But anything else, you're waiting three, four, five. I mean, you just 
they'll just tell you flat out, yeah, you're probably looking at fucking five hours of just sitting in that fucking chair over there. Yeah, the wait times are too long, right? It's that's that's a fact. That's and a that's fact. for emergency. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's for emergency. So if it's not emergency, yeah. if it's the yeah. back of your head that you're worried might be something more serious, it's a year. So, you know what, that's an indication and that's a sign that we all need to, you know, take our health and wellness a lot more seriously, right? Because we don't want to end up in that position, right? Where we have to wait for for too long. So it's time to take our power back, right? Um, Be more accountable, be 100% accountable for our actions and focus on health promotion and disease prevention. And there's uh, there's amazing modalities and technologies that have been kept from us. Big Pharma has kept these things from us because they actually make us better. I mean, and one example that, um, you know, I've been standing beside is the uh, pulsed electromagnetic field, right? The Tesla coils, the 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 mats that with Tesla coils in them that is basically directly affecting our DNA and our cells, increasing the cells and getting the toxins out, right? So um, this is a new technology. Basically, it's coming on scene in Canada. It's uh, a technology that's been in Switzerland since 1996, and um, it's just coming on scene. Wow. So um, we're seeing a lot of um, great um, effects. It's helping people with their chronic pain, with their depression, um, and we're even seeing um, good results for people with vaccine injuries. Wow, really? Eh? Yeah, yeah. So it's really exciting, and um, we're Ezra Wellness is really happy and excited and motivated to see these technologies come to fruition in everybody's house and um, in in all the clinics. So, so do you have some physical spaces where people could try this? Is that a mat you lie on? Yeah, it's a, it's a mat that you lie on. So just in the past two weeks, this has um, come to fruition. So um, I work with a, a, a great a great company called First Merchants Capital. Um, they're out of Calgary, and they're um, they're a corporate finance business. And um, Dale Light is the CEO, and uh, Dale is a wizard, and he wants to see humanity um, empowered. So he hired um, Theo Fleury and myself to help them with specific projects. Wow. And and one of the projects is, um, you know, creating conscious capitalism. And it's basically decoding the science of the ultimate human performance through brain science and new breakthroughs in the areas of wellness and nutrition and technologies. Wow. So that's what Theo Fleury and I are working on. And, um, you know, if, if you guys know anything about Theo, he had a really successful NHL career and, um, you know, now, unfortunately, he suffers with chronic pain, um, you know, just from all the, you know, all, all the times he was uh, <laughs> probably crashed on the ice. Right. So. Um, oh, he took a beating. Yeah, he took a beating. He took a beating for sure. So and he gave himself one, too. <laughs> yeah. So, not, I mean, not only does he, you know, I mean, he, he he's a mental trauma expert and he brings people into healing and amazing modalities but um we're we're both standing beside this technology that we've recently found and um he's finding really great effects um with his chronic pain That's and he's great. sleeping yeah. better yeah. so we we stand beside the product and um there's more information about it so right on um, so can, can people do that like do you have a, a physical spot set up in Calgary So yet, we're going to be opening up um a physical spot where we're going to have these mats and okay. people come can yeah. come and get treatments yeah. Yeah. Or for their specific ailments, or just in general, because um, let us let me know, and I'll, we'll come for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll hopefully in the next three months we're going to be having um, a physical space because 
you know, let, let's just face it, our province and our, our, our country is in the ICU intensive care unit right now. And people are looking for uh, different options, right? And um, it's not always necessary that we turn to a medicine as first line, right? We want to turn to exercise and nutrition um, and all these amazing technologies that are coming on board. So is there a, is there a call in, like, is there also a call in line? I know there's some parallel, there's a bunch of organizations mm-hmm. in Canada right now that mm-hmm. are doing this. Like there's a COVID, uh, COVID, Canadian care, COVID, Canadian care Alliance. COVID care Alliance. And I know there's like taking back our freedoms and stuff as well. There's a bunch of organizations, but there's a lot of these with, with doctors and nurses that are kind of, they've, they've got telehealth happening now mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. ways to get like stuff mm-hmm. like ivermectin. So can you talk a little bit more about Ezra and, Ezra wellness and, and how that sort of would work for somebody. Like, is there, a, can you also call in uh, and get yeah, help, help over the phone or how, how does that, like, how would somebody go about like using this parallel system? Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's Ezra locations um, throughout Western Canada, EzraWellness.ca. You can go to our location site and um, there's different leaders um, that you can call or email. And um, right here in Calgary, we want, we want to be opening up a clinic within two or three months. And uh, we also do home visits um, because caring for, you, you know, the patient in their home is often really great. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, we just got a call from um, a mom who um, her 16-year-old daughter is vaccine injured. And for the, 10, 10 la- for the last 10 months, she's been taking her daughter to, you know, the children's hospital and uh, has been MRI'd and ultrasound and with no uh, answers and actually no formal diagnosis of vaccine injury. Is this COVID vaccine? This is a COVID, the COVID vaccine. So, um, you know, when you've been injured from the vaccine, the first step is to actually acknowledge the injury. Yeah. So if you don't have a diagnosis, it's you can't start to heal, you know, your body can start to heal. So what we did um, for her is we, we, we honored that and she has a true vaccine injury. So that's 50% of her recovery. Right. And then we have different modalities that we're going to be introducing and we stand beside ivermectin in treating uh, vaccine injuries as well. World council for health, which we work with, uh, which is the double or sorry, which is um, paralleling the WHO world health organization. Um, We've, uh, Many, many world-class physicians um, sit on this organization and stand beside ivermectin treating a vax injury. So along with chlorine dioxide, for example. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really great um, stories coming out of that. That's getting demonized from the mainstream big time. Of course it would. So just think, everything that's demonized from the mainstream media actually works. Yeah. Right? So if you want to actually pick out uh, material... Um, that's the truth. Whatever they demonize, just go the exact opposite. Right? Maybe we so. should buy some rubles. <laughs> Not a bad idea. The cheap is shit right now too. We get a whole bunch of them. Not a bad idea. What Actually, about, what about the dong? That might be illegal. What about the dong? What's illegal? What is that word? The I word? Buying oh. ruble. We might be get called a terrorist or something. We might get designated. We've already been called that because we're we you know we we're for freedom. Because yes. we supported the truckers. I mean, we're already like we've already gone down that far. We might as well just buy rubles. At least they didn't freeze the account. Yeah. We need new banks. Yeah, Get I mean, we need out. new every. I mean, it's just we really got a bunch it's, of it's just out. it's hard to imagine how bad the lies are and how off the hook everything is. It really is. We got an interesting thing going. Where we got like U.S. bank account and like six Canadian bank accounts, so we could just hopscotch around for as long as we can, there at you least. Go. And there you go, buy your gold and silver. I know right? because the problem with an internet company is it's pretty hard to do cash. 
Mm-hmm. Our, our numbers go way down if we ask people to send cash in an envelope. Even if we go to crypto. Mm-hmm. I mean, the amount of people that are going to try and figure out, the amount of people that are going to pay you is like a couple out of 100. So if you ask these motherfuckers to now like figure out crypto, send cash in an envelope though. That'll help. Or a book. Still Put in down. a book. You know? No, even Nikki won't do that anymore because I think one got nabbed. Oh, really? Wow. But but I, but I agree. It, it's 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 one. It's well. It's it's a huge pillar of our of our new parallel system, right? So you were going to say something. Well, no, I was just going to ask more about this first merchants capital. So is that is that sort of so these kind of alternate business solutions like they're fi- they're helping finance that type of stuff? Or? Yeah, absolutely. So we're motivated to work with you know like minded yeah, yeah. businesses I mean, this, this is to, like- to 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 kickstart this parallel you know. Um, um, system. So at First Merchants Capital, where you know they people say, "Well, what do you do there?" And we say, "Well, what don't we do? We do everything." You know, right? Motivated to health and wellness, to drinking water, to finding you know solutions for these high gas prices. You know, um, helping the truckers, de- you know, decrease their fuel bill. Like this is this is everything. So bringing prosperity back to Albertans, right? Wow. And there's. A variety of ways to get there, um, including, you know, the media, right? Giving out the, 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 the truth, right? So good stories equals, you know, um, if we provide the truth, people can make their own decisions and informed choice and um, they don't have to drink a cortisol milkshake every morning. Is there, is there media that you recommend or you follow? Like, is there new? I've seen some sort of new Canadian media uh, sort of pop up here and there during this pandemic that uh, seems a little bit like True North or something like that. Or there's a couple other ones that I don't know. Like, is there any, like, what do yeah. you follow? I, I, media so I was like, interviewed. Um, so CBC's contacted me three times. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, it always ends up the same. I turn the tables around and I start interviewing them and they don't like it. And that's the end of the conversation. So I can't believe you even allowed to go that far. So, you know, um, I don't, I won't entertain CBC. Um, but I, for example, Epoch times just called me up and, um, Lee Harding from Regina. Um, he was at one of our conferences he's smiling and, uh, you know, he, he fact checked everything I said and I really appreciated that. Right. And um, he, he, so Epoch Times, um, Western Standard, I think, is that another one? Um, Druthers. What? Druthers. I never heard of that one. They got, yep. they got uh, their banks frozen to the mm-hmm. convoy and all that. And they're, yep. they're putting out an actual physical paper, like just real, yep. real journalism <laughs> yep. that gets demonized. Yep. I mean, yeah. Ezra's been in, in Druthers as well. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, so, I, I I shouldn't say too much because I don't know that much about them. But no, yeah, I, I but stand I mean, beside yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The truth, information. So this has been the real virus, is what the media has delivered to every Canadian brain, right? So if you turned on your TV and you watched the garbage, right, oh it, it 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 fills up your mind, and then those that's the toxic, right? So we have to fill up, you know, Canadians with um with the truth. How long have you have you been? Like, did this happen for you just during COVID or like, did you have sort of levels of awakening prior to this? Like, how did that, how did... Well, I got into nursing 20 years ago and I actually did my, my education here in Alberta. And uh, I, the only reason why I went in is to do health promotion and disease prevention. And I was never able to get there um, because it kind of always ended up in a medicine, 
you know. Um, so so you, when I when I talked yeah. when I talked to patients, so it was always about, a bit of a struggle. In that always regard. a struggle, yeah. right? So when I would talk to patients about you know exercising and eating healthy, it didn't you know it wasn't really supported. And and we're, you know the physicians we need to work as a team, right? You have to work well as a team. But did you know the media was was so bad? That I didn't. Ha- no, no. I grew up with CBC, and I and I I was a fan, and now. Um, there must have been some kind of turn in CBC, or maybe I was just watching it and I just. No, it realized. all got. It, it started getting much worse, and I would say like 2013, 2014, 2012 ish. Mm, okay. And then it got really bad. So <laughs> that's what it seemed like. The states did some like change some legislation. Well, they had the re- repeal of the re- Smith Munt Act, yeah, which think, changed which, the propaganda which allowed rules. propaganda again in the in the news, which so. also allowed the news to get way more partisan, which is what happened with the whole Trump thing. I think what we're really seeing now is just, I mean, it's kind of like everything else, with the exception of people like yourself that are building things and doing doing things like. Most industries out there, the health, like the healthcare system, are in heavy decline. The construction industry is in heavy decline. Like you sit around a meeting now compared to 20 years ago, and you can't fucking believe mm. how far we've fallen in 20 years. And, you know, I think that's just across the board. And like in every industry, it's just this is this the symptom of our decline. And it's in everything. It's nobody... I don't know what it is, but there's like a, a measurable percentage of the population that doesn't give a fuck. Mm, and yeah, I, the I tell my kids, high. I tell my kids all the time, like, it's going to be annoying at times, but it's just going to get easier and easier to rise to the top mm-hmm. as well. It's just going to get mm-hmm. easier to start your own business. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I see another thing happening where it could go either way right now. Like, we could also be like... 20 years from now where, where, you know, if you're not trying to start your own business out of school, then that's frowned upon kind of where it's the opposite now, you know, where, I mean, we got laughed at for years starting the podcast and everything else, you know, waste of time, blah, blah, blah. You know, now we're lucky, I guess everyone it's luck when you make it, but it's not when you're, when you're doing the work. And I feel like, I mean, the best example is Atlas Shrugged. I mean, I really think that's where this ends up. We could just like, by the best of our intentions and specialization, just ruin everything. And then you think media has got a big role in that? Oh, yeah. Decline because they're just. Well, yeah, because I think like, I don't think we have real journalists anymore. I think they're few and far between. There's a couple I trust like Matt Taibbi, Glenn Greenwald. And I don't even agree with half the shit Matt Taibbi says, but I fucking agree that. And I shouldn't. That's the thing is I shouldn't agree with everything that a journalist says. But I can turn on a couple of channels where I'll agree with everything they say. Less so for me because I'm a bit crazy. But for the average person, especially in the States, they can find a news thing where they'll agree with everything they say. Whereas I don't think you could do that 15 or 20 years ago. I think now journalism is looking for what's trending on Twitter. And that's why we see the same story. So I'm not saying there's no um, maleficent. there's no maleficence. Or? Yeah, because there is. Because there's some of that too. There's, But I think that's only one in 10. And I think eight and 10 are just fucking lazy. Eight and 10 are just lazy and doing whatever. You know, they're just the same thing that's happening in the healthcare industry. It doesn't all have to be intention. Intention. Yeah. It doesn't have to be negative intention. There's just a lot of laziness and entitlement and 
I don't know. I don't know well, how the, to explain the, it, but like the spirit I, of competition is, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like what they're just, teaching our kids in school. Everybody's yeah. a winner. I'm sorry, but not everybody's a winner. That's right. Just it. Like you have to lose sometimes to say, I want to do better. Right. Yeah. It's so, like you can sit around a meeting now and it's just, it's a bunch of fucking, and I hope none of these guys are listening to the show, but it's like, I'm sitting around in a room with a bunch of bitches all of a sudden. Whereas like 20 years ago or when I first, there'd be, there'd be, in every meeting, even like six, seven years ago, there's a couple guys in the meeting that, you know, they're a little intimidated. They're going to speak their mind. They're going to fucking slam their fist on the table. That kind of shit don't happen anymore. No, no, no one wants no. to say anything that's going to offend anyone. And, you know, there's like one or two of us that are that are like left that uh, that in my industry, at least, that'll still just say whatever that comes on their mind. And you see people like, you can't say that anymore, man. And I'm like, why not, dude? We, were, we said it three years ago. Yeah, you know, and you know what? I have to say, I really appreciate both of you for doing what you're doing because this comes from the true heart and you're providing the most raw, the most current, and the most true information for your listeners. So this is where it's at. So you ask me, would you recommend? Well, there's some shows out there that probably are. And it's, not, and it's, not, all it's not all current either. But, well, 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 I mean, like, I mean, the fact that you, you know, you you asked me to come on your show, like it doesn't get any more current, you know. Than, oh, yeah, than, yeah. Than, no, than, I mean, we want to try current, and do something, yeah. You know, um, yeah. you know, front on on trauma and wellness and healthcare, right? So I, my specialty is, you know, talking about the elephant in the room, right? Because if one person is thinking it, probably like, a hundred more, right, are thinking it too. And I think that makes a big difference. I mean, it's that awakening where just a few percent is all we need, right, is, I think, for it to shift. I mean, it's, we're all connected via consciousness and the ether and all that. So if we can start changing the way we think and the way we imagine a new mm-hmm. a new parallel system or whatever, then yeah. we can make it happen. Yeah. I and mean, we can all agree on the common chord is actually love and that vibration exactly. of love, right? Yeah. So if we and just... We keep raising the love vibration. We're going to just keep attracting good things. And that's right? the theme of the show all the time. Love is the answer. I put that in the text the other day because that's what we talk about all the time. I mean, it's always, it's always there, but it's hard. It, it's, it's a challenge even for us in in this time because it's so, you know, there's so many lies and it's so negative. You kind of, I, or at least personally, I have to keep sort of detaching with appreciation and trying to get into this manifesting state of love and, and that there's things possible that we don't even have, we can't even fathom right now. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you were use the word manifestation. It's a great exercise that everybody should get into. Yeah. It's yeah. Is there anything else we got to talk about uh, that you want to mention before we start wrapping it up? Or? I think, um, you know, we touched upon, you know, uh, as wellness, the state of our, you know, healthcare in Canada, the exciting possibilities and um, things that are coming to fruition um, on the on the forefront. And um, just thanks for the opportunity for letting me speak. No problem. It's been great. I guess I do want to ask a question. If people, we know how people can go in there and, and find out who to call and if it's in their area, that type of thing. What about people that have healing clinics or um, alternative healing sort of modalities or maybe even doctors or nurses that want to leave their system and create, like you mentioned a suite for the orthopedic uh, surgeon. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what that actually meant, but maybe you can answer that and then talk about if people want to actually like join. They fix broken bones. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Ezra wellness was founded to mainly motivate all healthcare professionals in Canada and the world to step into your truth and start providing the care you've always wanted to provide. 
So um, every community is 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 motivated, and there's tons of possibilities. And this is happening already in every community, right? So um, it's it's something that I know that the healthcare providers are actually already doing. The ones that are be are meant for this. This this is your time to shine, and and. They're probably if they, if you're listening to me right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what about so the, so that surgeon, for example, like he can be he can become a part of this. So that's so it's sort of happening then. So, for already? example, um, Dr. Riley Campbell, Independent Orthopedics, two five zero three five two twenty one zero three. Okay. If you need a private orthopedic consult, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you're gonna call Dr. Riley Campbell, right? And he's on the Azure Wellness. Uh, website okay, okay, under yeah, yeah. partners. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is that yeah. one braces? Is that braces? Or orthopedic surgeons. And if yeah. people want to join that partnership, they can just email you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So if somebody has like a massage studio or Reiki studio or whatever, they want to become a partner, they can just get in touch with you? Absolutely. Through the website. Yep. Okay. Yep. Are you, are you looking for anything specific right now? Practitioners who are walking in their truth. Okay. So it doesn't like it can be energy healing or massage or chiropractic or acupuncture. Yeah, absolutely, oh. absolutely. I've, I, you know what? The and li- and traditional as well, or not? Tra- I shouldn't even say traditional because that doesn't even make sense. Uh, allopathic. Absolutely. Yeah. Any anybody? You know, our our first wave was um, healthcare providers who who didn't take the vaccine and were fired. That that's the first wave. <laughs> Of, of healthcare providers. And that's the backbone that this is all sitting on. And you can't put this team together. This this team came from the creator, from the divine creator. This is the A team. Uh, we're, we're going for the gold and we're going to win the gold medal. All right. Awesome. That's why Theo Fleury's on our team. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a bunch of gold medals. So mm-hmm. he's a good partner to have for yeah. something like that. Yeah. He, he knows how to put the team together. So he's a, he's been a fabulous um, leader in this. Right on. Well, big thanks to Svetlana for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks for your supporter, grimerica.ca slash support. Sign up today. Uh, I think that's about it. We'll get out of here. We love you guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. I'm walking gingerly through the rat race. Take a look at the big old smile on my face. Kicking around down by the pool of narcissists The people are many, they preen themselves Oh, how they navel-gaze Somewhere over that hill, the gloomy skies cease to exist I'm climbing that hill, I pass by And pity the poor Sisyphus I go into hyperdrive Turn into a beam of light I'm strolling down a static electric avenue The people are predictable They say, good morning, how do you do? When out of nowhere, a randomly pure angel in the crosswalk bumps into me And in doing so, knocks all the evil and all the wind out of me And it's black as tar Ugly as ever, and of no apology This angelic mama sings heavenly Of the truest theology 
Together we're a seraphim dream Forever young with no chronology a thousand years from now we'll be written into ancient mythology We go into hyperdrive and turn into a beam of light Can you tell me about the view up there? Sparkling remarkably, the air is crystal clear. Well, please, won't you tell me what it takes to transcend this place? A little bit of heart and a whole lot of soul. Take a look at the big old smile on my face. As my angel says, Dance with me, and your life will never, ever, ever be told. I go into hyperdrive, turn into a beam of light, 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 turn into a beam of light.